Hey, this is Todd Dammit Kearns from Slash featuring Miles K and the Conspirators, Bruce Kulick, and so much more. And you are listening to the hottest podcast in the land, Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Oh boy. Here we go. Boy. Stop pressing the button. Star? Simmons. Star? Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear about it. Hello, hey, what's up, the Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus. And Joey Casada, uh, with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 203, Piss Festivus 4. And Tom, if we're doing Festivus, who do we want on the show? Well, we want our second favorite Italian drummer. And we also want somebody who is now more famous for not being in the Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Fame than if he was actually part of it. And that's our good friend. Joey Casada. What's up, you stupid bastards? Huh? See, this is we don't deserve that. So what do you you start the show off? You knocked me, you knocked me four times before I even got introduced. You said <laughs> the because, second, second favorite drummer. I'm not in the Hall of Fame. What else are you gonna tell me? Because well, I had to preemptively knock you down because I know that your entire festivist list is gonna be about me and Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. tell you half of it, half of it is. <laughs> yeah. Those you two assholes. Uh. All right. You, well, well, you know, guys, I, I love being on for Festivus. It's the best time of year when I get together with you two idiots to shit on Kiss. What, what, what more? What more can we ask for from the Christmas season than to do a little shitting on our favorite? And, and band that's ever? why we laugh. I, I know Zeus and I, like, who else? Who can we get on? We had him on last year. Yeah, we need Joey on because we don't really know anybody else who will join us in shitting on <laughs> Kiss in a fun way. But that's we what people had, don't understand. It's a fun way. We listen. We know save it's our it. That could be band. save it. This could be on my list. Save it. This whole thing <laughs> right. you're going to say could be on my list. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say you should be on our shit list. You, yes, you, because you and your fucking sewing kit, fucking group, whatever you got at night, had to make us change our schedule around. We did the Hall of Fame a week early. Maybe if we did Festivus when we were supposed to with you, maybe you would have made the Hall of Fame. All right, hold oh. on. Stop right there. Let me tell you. You like that, Tom? You like happened. that? Okay. Oh, here we, so, here we go. Now you can give them a platform. These two mopes, oh, they, tell, they give me an hour window. Tom goes to bed 7.30. He can only repeat. He gets home from work at 4 p.m. <laughs> and he goes to bed at 7.30. He get, <laughs> and he has to eat dinner in between this. So he gives me a 45-minute window <laughs> that he can only record in. I said, Tom, I'm a musician. I, oh, I, I, here we I, go. I'm, busy, I'm busy in the evening and the night. I don't. I don't have. I don't work nine to five. You're not in Metallica. Record, Relax, Lars. <laughs> but I can record every day, all day long. 
But once the evening hits, I can't record. So we finally figured out a day. And then Zeus tells us, no, he teaches ice capades at the local <laughs> high school or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we're trying to schedule. Joey's like, oh, I'm available at 1030. Now, on a Tuesday, I'm already, I've been asleep for two hours already. No, but that's horseshit because we were texting. What the hell were we texting the other night? It was like 11 o'clock at night. I said, see you asshole. We could be recording the show right now. <laughs> yeah. I was in bed. I was asleep. <laughs> and now we had the visual too. Tom's like, I'm literally under my covers. We're like, oh, thank you. Yeah. And but the opposite happens. You morons text me eight, nine in the morning. I'm in bed sleeping. I hear my <laughs> phone going off. I said, oh, I know that's those idiots texting me in the morning. But this works out better because now we have you on. We could we could try to get a, a, a quick bit of feedback from the, the Peter Chris solo album episode. And we got you on to bitch about the Hall of Fame. So that it actually it, it worked out well. I couldn't agree more. The yeah. Hall of Fame is most of my festivus this year. Thank so you. Okay, that, that's what I will be complaining about the most. So, okay. but right. yes, I, the Peter episode, of course, was an incredible. You guys know I love Peter. Yeah, I I fucking love that Peter Chris solo album. It yep. I don't know how it gets shit on. I really don't understand it. What you guys said, and I never agree with anything you say. But what you say about the Peter Chris solo album, I'm exactly on your side. Paul shitting on it for years and even to today, and then he records a second rate Soul Station record that the Peter Chris solo album blows away. Oh, yeah. Every single song on that Peter solo album. And I listened to the whole episode, unfortunately. Every <laughs> you're right. There's there is not one throwaway on that record. There really no, isn't. No. It's funny. And 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 I know I know it was for almost 45 years ago, but it, but that that book came out in in what the late 90s or 2000 or whatever it was. And and Paul just well, I, I can't give it any stars. So, you know, I'm like, ah, jeez. Oh, no. what behind behind the mask. Behind right? the mask. Yeah. 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 Oh, first of all, that's that is definitely my favorite kiss book. Oh, absolutely. L- fucking yes. love, love, love that book. Yeah. Did I hear recently? Uh, I saw a rumor that they're they're discovering the tapes of the recordings of the interviews oh. from that book. Oh, oh. no shit. <laughs> yeah. So I think I forget who did it. I forget what it I, I don't remember the whole backstory, but they think they uncovered the tapes from all the recordings of those interviews. OK, OK. That'd be great to listen back. That to. Would be, that would be, you, yeah. You're so right. I don't understand. Paul, I, Paul, Gene, that. I, I will bet my life, bet my life, Paul has never even put that record on. Oh, no, he probably, no, yeah, I, that's probably true. That's, he may have, he may have listened to like, I can't stop the rain or, uh, you know, don't you let me down because those were released as singles. But yeah, you're right. He probably never spent time with it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Do you have a favorite track? I, I love Hooked on Rock and Roll. I love yeah. Matter to Me. I mean, I, honestly, yeah. I really love all of them. Can't stop so, the rain, but. And I sent you guys a text the other day that that Peter Chris Cat One record. I fucking love that record. It's not it's, bad. Yeah, it's, it's an not underrated bad. record. Blue Moon in Brooklyn is an incredible song. Bad Attitude. That's another record. There really isn't a throwaway on the record. It's not as strong as the, as the Peter Chris solo album, but there's some really great hard rock stuff on that record. Bad Attitude could have easily been a late era kiss track that could have been that could have been like you could have thrown that on maybe uh love gun or dynasty or something definitely a kiss a kiss track one of my yeah. favorite peter vocals yep yeah yep yep well last week we did the hall of fame shout out loudcast hall of fame so i know we did a poll but before we get to the poll we got to give a shout out to our friend our sponsor tony barone the tax man and abcpa inc 
So ABCPA Inc. is an accountant firm. They're located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all your accountant and tax needs. For businesses, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help starting your own business. We talk about it all the time. New year. Everybody likes to start the new business. Usually in January, new company, new year. Make sure you talk with Tony and prepare. Uh, For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorship, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So, Joey, name me two states. Hawaii and Alaska. There you go. So whether you live in Hawaii or Alaska, Tony can help you because he can e-file on your behalf in that state. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees that have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. And are you guys aware who likes tax credits? I do. (laughs) I also like soda and now (laughs) vodka. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vodka. (laughs) Uh, Follow him on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website, abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com or email Tony at Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com or call him at 708-430-3232. 708-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Now hold on a second. Go ahead. I I got something to say about this fuck Tony Verona. Oh no! Oh no! Now, fellow Paisano, you, you can't do so that. Hold on a second. This bastard takes a <gasps> prime realty in your show every week. Yes. I want to know what this 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 guy's paying you. I'm paying. I'll. I'm buying the slot. I'm paying <laughs> double to promote my books. I want the Tony Verona ABC Inc. What the fuck? Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I want that slot. I want that slot every week. What do I got to okay. pay? I'm bumping right, Barone. All right. You know what? We'll treat you like Maury from Goodfellas. <laughs> Fuck you. Pay me. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, listen, I, I'm going to send you a check from Chris Jericho's personal fucking checkbook. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I want that slot. Hey, I'm bumping, you, I'm bumping Barone. Every you, week I got to listen to the 14 minute fucking Tony Barone promo. <laughs> he must be paying you a fortune. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, Joey, this is why we have you on. Now you're going to insult our sponsors. You know, yeah. you just everything everything you do is offensive. Dude, it's a, a fellow Paisan. The only problem with Tony is he's the biggest Rush fan. Other than that, yeah, he's Rush. fucking awesome. He's fucking yeah. awesome. Great guy. We love him. We, lo- we love um, him. But I want we the did slot. A- All right. <laughs> Thank you. We did a poll. What did we do yep. on a poll? So quick poll this week. So we said for next year's Hall of Fame, which of these should be a new category? Uh, shout it out loudcast actor, musician, story, or impression? And impression kind of ran away with this with 43% because uh, we always do impressions. But the, the, a lot of people really like the story one too. Story came in second, 33%. And then the other ones kind of trailed behind. But so impression or story might be the next uh, categories for, for next year. Or we could also have a category of disgruntled non-entries so Joey Casada could make it next year. I think I I think I had a suggestion in the comments, didn't I? Go ahead. 
favorite Italian drummer. Right. And Peter Chris is our, will make it. Yeah. Charlie Bonante <laughs> and Peter Chris. <laughs> exactly. Ego. Yeah. Maybe in 2027, you'll make it, Joey. I protest this fucking Hall of Fame. You know that. And I, I'll, I'll talk more about it during Festivus. Oh, oh here we go. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. So, so that was, that was the poll. Let, let's see. Let's see what, if anybody had anything uh, interesting to say about the actual Hall of Fame, it said, uh, <laughs> God, people are so talking about throwing ropes. People love that one. Of course. Uh, our buddy Murph shouted out Loudcast Hall of Fame inductee Murph. He says, until this announcement, the high point in my life was a high candle pin score at the Granada Lanes Bowling League in 1982. I have a new winner. Thank you for this honor. <laughs> God, poor Murph. Our buddy Steve, we love Steve. One of the many reasons why you guys are the best out there, always bringing us new stuff. Everything you do is guaranteed to raise a smile, make us laugh, which is what we need in this crazy world. Already can't wait for next year's awards. Oh, boy. I don't know. Of course, our favorite Jim Riley, of course, shout out loudcast Hall of Fame inductee. You guys are the best. This podcast in friendship means a great deal. The loudcasters are the greatest. Most definitely. Oh, and uh, another shout out loudcast Hall of Fame inductee, our buddy Sonny. He said he is going to be sending Christy Canyon in his place to accept the award. <laughs> Christy Cannons. <laughs> No, it's Canyon. It should be Cannons, but no, it's not. I always that... called her Christy Cannons. She's got okay. bombs. Bombs. All right, like that's bombs Twitter. Bombs and eek. Remember her, Tom? That's Twitter. All right. What was it? Oh, bombs and eek. <laughs> bombs and eek. Everybody's she got, got herself some big old titties. Uh, over on uh, the Book of Face, Tom. <laughs> Our buddy Brad Rustoven said, great episode. Just another example of a Hall of Fame that has more credence than the real Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then your friend, everybody's oh, okay. fellow Paisan, Jack Pinocchio. Get an image and superimposed our heads upon the Kiss Band getting their awards at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it has me and you, Tom, Murph, and the aforementioned Joey Casada. Yeah, I don't know what Joe, what what Pinocchio was trying to do there. I always love Jack. Come on, <laughs> he's he's the only one that gets it right. Okay, All right. okay. You I, showed I, me that picture. That that's what it should be. I mean, I don't even know why you guys are on that. It should be me <laughs> and Jack. We have our theme songs. You guys are useless. I, I, I will say, I do think if anything, if I feel bad about anything, I I don't care about you, Joey, that you didn't make it. I I, I I'm Jack. Jack might be, you know. Jack might have to be a, a, a late entry honorary member or something down the road because Jack Jack's our boy. I'm fucking real. And then our 
other buddy, Mark Flores Music. Thomas Zeus, thank you for another great episode. As the year comes to a close and the holidays are upon us, I prepared a special last-minute stocking stuffer featuring some of your Hall of Famers. Dude, this thing was insane. He had a slideshow of all the rejects, idiots, and stuff we put in the Hall of Fame, including, like, Jan Terry and a few other misfits. Oh, dude, it was that was amazing. Oh, that, that was incredible. Video. Yeah. Uh, Jan and Terry, there's a throwback. <laughs> fucking awesome. And then uh, in addition that Rick Rera said, yes, finally time to honor Dudley's dad from different strokes. <laughs> oh. That is <laughs> such a fucking random loudcaster thing. Dudley's dad with his big teeth looking like fucking Dudley's dad. Oh, jeez. Yeah, looking like uh the former this Boston is what we college do. basketball coach. Over on Whoa, the Hold on. What me and fucking Hold on. Me and PJ always t- What's the girl on Facts of Life with the with the Bell's palsy that we Oh, was? Jerry Jerry, up oh, there. Oh, now oh, you're going to make you. What the oh, fuck are you doing, ca- dude? What, what is the matter with you? What? Now we're going to have to edit this out. What are you talking about? She doesn't I, have I, Bell's I, palsy. She has what? cerebral palsy. Uh, what's the difference? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? You I love Jerry. You I love do- Jerry. <laughs> This is why you're not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, Jerry's the best. He's you're one of our favorite characters. J.R. Jim Ross has ball, ball, balls, balls, balls deep. Well, what the hell's the difference? Bell's Seriously, ball. what's the difference between the two? Bell's palsy. It's, it's like paralyzed. J.R. has that. Cerebral, oh pa- cerebral palsy. <laughs> yeah, cerebral palsy is, is like a disability. It's like a, a handicap. <laughs> I think Jerry had both of these then. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, the, what you guys are knocking Jerry. I brought Jerry up. I love Jerry. Dude, like, but why are you bring you you start to do impressions of her? <laughs> I don't understand why she was brought up in, at all, though. You mentioned <laughs> you what you mentioned, Mr. Drummond fucking from different strokes. No. I, when I think of different strokes, yeah, but there's I'm nothing wrong with him. Dudley's dad. Yo, there's something there's something wrong with, with Dudley's dad. Come on. Yeah, he had those big teeth. He looked like a big tooth like Danny Glover. Exactly. What the fuck? Right. Is That's that? more offensive than, than fucking Jerry. What? He's got big teeth? <laughs> yes. Can't tell somebody you can't in this day and age, you can't tell someone they got big oh, teeth. But That's you offensive. Can't tell. Oh, you can make fun of somebody with a disability. I did not make fun <laughs> of her. Do- you All made right. fun of her. All right, move on. We got we're gonna have to this is why you're, you're not you're not coming. I back. want Jerry on next week. We, <laughs> yeah. we, I want to talk to her. All right, over on Loudcasters. Well, guys. welcome new listeners. <laughs> over on Loudcasters. Okay. So uh somebody had a picture of the you know the end of the Godfather and us, me and you, Tom, kissing his ring. Yeah, that was offensive beyond belief. Yeah, that's not I'm good. gonna ask you, I'm gonna let you guys ask me about my business one time. I'm gonna ask <laughs> let you ask me one time. All right. Um Daniel Haller Houston. No. Uncle Ace missing our uh I think it means oh I think he's trying to say out. Uh, on the first ballot is a fucking outrage. 
his award was going to go right next to his Grammy and the Emmy for the TV show he did <laughs> with the Muppets. <laughs> Josh Brown. On a more serious note, congratulations to all the Hall of Fame members. Not Joey. It just shows how great this podcast is that there's so much material, inside jokes, supporters that this can happen at all. It's a great community we got here and even better podcast. Thank you, Josh. So yeah, we love we love um, Josh. Over on our Instagram page, Brian Stone. Great episode. Porn Hall was awesome. And jerky oh boys making it was killer. Of course, that's our sense of humor, man. It opens our show with it every week. Uh right. over on our YouTube page, Mark Stewart, ace voice, he says in parentheses. Never drink when wrapping Christmas presents. If anyone gets a TV remote control for Christmas, I'll need that back. <laughs> oh, I just spit up some of my Sam Adams holiday white ale with that one. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mr. Antonio 2005. Let's add the best nicknamed characters category in Shout It Out Loud cast history. First year inductees are... Chip Magoo and Private Cusano, Tom Byron Socks, Stewart, PJ Sparks, Stockbroker Simmons, Ooh. Fake Freely, Cheater Chris, and Pandemic Paul were all said to be very upset at the slight <laughs> after the ceremony. The prize for Chip Magoo and Private Cusano is their 2023 taxes will be prepared at no cost by Mr. Ace Fraley and his new oh, bride. Uh, all the best over the holidays <laughs> to the fans, fellow loudcasters, and you, TNZs. Thank you, Mr. Antonio 2005. Tom, that's everything I got, buddy. All right. Let's bang out a few emails here. Our buddy Mike H. We love Mike. I'm not sure what this category would be. Maybe you can create a category about epic stories. And we talked about in the poll. He says, I would have loved to have seen Zeus's Disney World never-ending puke story nominated a win in the Hall of Fame. One hell of a story that had me in tears. There's always next year. Oh, God, I love that. Oh, all right. We got to read our emails from our buddy and America's favorite realtor, Joey Romanek. Great episode as always. Can't wait to visit the Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Fame in person so that I can see the bronze bust of Sonny Pooney in real life. Today, my wife and I sat down to plan our goals for 2023. She looked down at my list as I was writing and said, you want to be picked as a Loudcaster Hall of Famer? What the fuck is that? It's on my vision board. And other news, thank you again for being a huge part of my 2022. Merry Christmas to you and your families. And now... I'm popping gremlins in the VCR. Yes. And Joey, for that and for your number one wish for 2023, you, my friend, are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Welcome to our number four and a half. Here we go. Shout it out loud, Cash. We just finished the mailbag for the last 87 episodes. Oh, would you shut your mouth? <laughs> See, this is why you're never going to get in the Hall of Fame. 
I, I find it. I, I I find it funny. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, we might have to do some pay to play here. You know, you want to be in the Hall of Fame? You give us something. <laughs> pay to play. What you I do with the bid on? I already bid on the Tony Barone time slot here. What, what else do I got to do? What's the bid? Uh, I didn't hear a number. You got to tell me what he's paying. <laughs> I can't do that. Two cents more. <laughs> no, we'll do it for two cents. Uh, so uh, I'm sure your wife's going to show you what, where's the kids college fund? I don't see the money in the account anymore. Oh, I had to get a, I had to get a sponsorship. And also uh, a fucking bust of Sonny Pooney. <laughs> oh, again with the bust and Sonny Pooney in the oh, same sentence. Yeah, God, you should really make a, a nice bronze bust of Pooney. Oh, it'll, it'll cost a small fortune because of the size of it, but it'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sonny. All right. Well, uh, what we do next is we give a shout out, Joey, to our buddies over on our Patreon. Uh, our Patreon family continues to grow every week. I don't know. It's been like fucking eight weeks in a row or something. I don't know. Again, we hit our highest number. So we've got a new member, and that is Chris Dees. He is our newest member. He's a Spaceman member joining our Patreon family. Wasn't there something like late night with something? Was it Rick Dees? Yeah, Rick Dees. He was like the top 40, like Disco Duck and all that shit. Yes, I thought there was something there. Well, Chris has joined us. Chris, we appreciate the support. Thank you very much for joining. And uh, if anybody else is interested in Patreon, that's where you guys can come and contribute to the show. We uh, in turn come back with uh, little trinkets, some merch, some uh, involvement, polls, everything with our show. And we got a couple good new things coming up for next year. Plus, right now, when this episode drops, If you are a member before the end of the year and in good standing, starting the beginning of next year, you will be eligible to get a hockey jersey from Jersey Ninja that is Kiss themed. I have the Peter Chris solo album one. Tom has the Gene Simmons one. He also got the Love Gun one. I will be getting the Destroyer one. These shirts are fucking awesome. Awesome. And there's yep. a, probably about another, I think altogether there's maybe more than 10 different kiss type jerseys. They are authentic jerseys. They're not bullshit, fake prints, fucking ironing on fucking photos. These things are legit. They even have the strap. So when uh Joey and Sonny get into a fight, their shirts don't come off like they like the professionals wear, they can tie it to their pants. So the, the shirts are fantastic. If you become a Patreon member before the end of this year and in good standing next year, you will be eligible for that. We got a lot of other stuff on our Patreon family. We appreciate support. Chris, thanks for joining. And uh, if you are interested, just go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. You'll see on our landing page, Patreon, click that, or you can go to the Patreon app, or you can go to patreon.com. Look up uh, creators. You'll find Shout Out Loudcast. And then find a tier that you like and you want to uh, join. And we appreciate the support. So thank you very much. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thank you, Patreon. Thank you, Chris. I think we might need to clarify, though, because some of our Patreon and our listeners, they, you know, what does in good standing mean? Because that, that, that could... That oh, could be a date. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Because no, it just that means mu- that you're a member. It's not like, oh, I was a member and then I quit. 
as soon as fucking <laughs> midnight strikes at 1231. <laughs> like, cause we're going to see at some point, I'm not going to do it on New Year's day. I'm not doing it on New Year's the second day because I'll be at the winter classic, the outdoor hockey game. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Just texting me and asking yeah. me if I'm going. Uh, okay. Yeah. So and then within the first week or so in January, I'll take a look, see who's a good member. Boom. And they're eligible. Maybe we'll do it live when we do a video talk with some of our uh, Patreon members, Tom. That's right. That's right. Yes, indeed. So, Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. Before we do that, I want to jump in first and just say it was our buddy Peter Chris's birthday. How old was he, Joey? It's a great question. Is he 74? I think he's Ray Bork, 77. He is, is 77. He 77. Yeah. Wow. Imagine. There were some pictures going up on the internet. Somebody had gone to, I think, Neil Davis from Creatures Fest and his wife had gone to, were invited to his like personal party. He looks like he's in good spirits. He's looking happy. He's looking healthy. God bless him. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree him. more. He he looked great. I saw those pictures as well. He's he's great. Listen, he's what a 77-year-old man should be. He's enjoying life. He's relaxing. Leave him be. Yep. Yeah. I agree. He also got a well wish from uh none other than former bandmate Paul Stanley, Tom. Did you see that? Of course I saw it. More disingenuous <laughs> bullshit. Oh, it was so fun. Even that is he's just fucking reaching. He just wants other people to say, look what Paul did. Yep. So, and he, so yeah. ungenuine. Yeah. So he goes, happy birthday, Peter. Always my thanks to you for all that you gave us, gave to us and the fans. This is your special day. Enjoy it. I have nothing. To now say go fuck you- yourself. <laughs> I have nothing good to say about me and you or the fun times we have or to the future. It's like, yeah, I will acknowledge you. So people won't give me shit. Kiss fans won't yell at me. I'll give you the minimum I can give you. Go enjoy your cake. Now enjoy your cake. (laughs) Enjoy your cake. All right. See, that's good. Cause now I want to segue into more kiss news involving Paul Stanley's Twitter. Oh no. Okay. Oh no. Here we go. (laughs) So he posted something uh, today or late last night. So he posted a, 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 a selfie of himself. Okay. It looks like he oh. just smelt a pile of dog shit. His face is horrendous looking. He's got these big stupid glasses on. And he says, Christmas and Hanukkah shopping in Beverly Hills. Hard to be incognito. So I'm happy to take photos with fans. They make it all possible for me to be shopping in Beverly Hills. Oh. Dude, what? you? A. You're a liar because you hate taking pictures with fans. B, you just said, thanks to you motherfuckers, I can go shopping on Beverly Hills. Is there any more unlikable person on the planet than Paul? I mean, I know this is, I know we haven't reached our festivist topic yet, but can you imagine saying you're the reason I'm on Beverly Hills right now? Can I add one last thing, one more thing to that? He says the whole thing was, yeah, I'll stop and take photos with fans. Yet he does a selfie of himself. (laughs) Like he's not showing like people coming up to him and him being nice to people. How do we know he took a photo with fans? I bet you he didn't. 
Dude, that's the equivalent of like, so say, say, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a landscaper at my house, but th- that would be like, say, say I had a landscaper a guy cuts my lawn and, and does the weeding and everything. And I was like, Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, you're the reason I'm taking my wife out to dinner. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What, Rick, what are you doing? And I, and I love, it's hard to be incognito. Yeah. When you're wearing a two foot sombrero, you stupid idiot. <laughs> what the hell are you? I mean, is he, is he, what, who is he trying to kid? Does he's he just, think he, anyone he, believes his bullshit? He's so detached and insulated from like society. His therapist. Yeah. You know, as George Costanza would say, you know, we're living in a society here. Like that's <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. But anyways, no, but anyways, he, so- he really is. He's so detached from the world, from yeah. real people. Yeah. From he he has whether it's his wife and his little clique around him feeding him all the bullshit that he wants to hear, especially his therapist, you know, just stroking his ego, laying yeah. on his couch. He has no, no attachment to the real world whatsoever. No, and not even the fans. No. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine the, just the, the, like the brain power that I'm going to be like, Hey, you know what? I love you guys. Thanks. And now I'm going to go on Beverly Hills and, and buy a, a $12,000 watch. Thanks to you guys. Yeah, there's no like, there's no kiss tards at Beverly Hills running up to him and asking for an autograph. No, the the people in Beverly Hills are being like, is that that guy from Kiss? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makeup has fucking warped his face. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, speaking of Kiss members, we got another interesting item in the news that we were just talking about before we started recording. Our buddy Ace Fraley is selling one of the more ridiculously insane items. So. You guys on social media, you see the pictures of him with his socks. He usually yeah. puts the foot his foot up his foot up on the dashboard, and it's a picture of a silly sock. So now he's selling these framed, like professionally matted and framed a photo of his foot up on the dashboard, and then an actual pair of the socks with a little plaque. And it's Ace Socks Freely. So now he nicknamed himself. But there's nothing worse than a, than your self own self imposed nickname, Ace. Socks freely, stars and stripes, one of a kind plaque, autographed by him. Anybody want to take a guess at how much this costs? Thirty five hundred dollars <laughs> for a Why? framed photo, autographed socks of Ace Freely. Joey, well, what's what's worse? Is that worse than the fucking one by one piece of Paul Stanley carpet that he was selling? But was how it thirty five hundred? But was it? Th- I don't that's know. Actually, th- that's actually pretty bad. That's 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 a horrendous. How, yeah. how much was the carpet? And wasn't he selling bricks too? I think like he was bricks? pulling. I think he was pulling out nails from his baseboard and selling those too. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! You're selling pieces yeah, of but, your. Car- you're cutting up your old carpet in your yeah. house and selling it. That you need that money. That's what you need. Yeah, but th- if thirty you, five hundred bucks, Tom. If you peel the back of that plaque. There's a bag of cocaine in there, <laughs> but the here's the funny thing. So, so you might have left one in there. You're right. Yeah. Hey, fucking, where's my coke? The uh, thing, the thing that I don't understand about this price point is we we did a meet and greet with Ace at Creatures Fest, and it was it was relatively a no, it was a regular price, and and I and I got an I got him. He signed my uh my my cover of Love Gun the LP. With the, you know, with his ace card logo, and, and it was a, it was. I don't understand the thirty five hundred dollars. This is mind blowing. I don't get that. Well, here's my question. Do you, uh, listen, I think people are going to buy it. Do you think someone's going to buy that? 
Yes. Yeah, me too. God, I really hope not. But that's. I mean, what is what is Paul and Gene selling for their guitars and their bass? What five, six, eight? I, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, if you have thirty five hundred dollars to spend on a framed pair of socks, I guess maybe that's it. Maybe if you have that kind of money. Well, that's what it is. If you have money to buy, whether it's a ten thousand dollar Gene Simmons bass or thirty five hundred dollars on socks, yeah. it's all the same. It's all relative at that point, yeah. right? I mean, if you have that kind of disposable income. You might as well buy his socks. What's the difference? Well, hold on. You buy the bass or the guitar. You spend time with those guys, too. Plus, you get a valuable instrument signed. And that here you get fucking Ace's rotted foot socks. <laughs> fucking don't even talk to him. And he, you know, and that's that's the product you're getting that's autographed. Come on. Uh, it's it's bizarre. It is. I don't know. It's bizarre. But uh, other other news involving uh, Paul. We get back to Paul. So there was a big event uh, the other night in Vegas for uh, magician. Chris Angel was celebrating his 55th birthday. And I just uh, laughed that you just said a magician. Yeah, but yeah, this you guy's said, good. You said it very condescending. You really well, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I'm just saying a magician. magician. And and and, and forgive me if I forgive me if I sounded condescending because if you know anything about Chris Angel, the guy's fucking awesome. I mean, oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. He's a he's fellow great. Grecian, but he's still a yeah. magician. <laughs> yeah. So he was ce- celebrating his 55th birthday. It was a, a charity event uh, that he was doing for that fights childhood cancer, great cause, and he had tons of of uh you know clat like 80s rock stars it was at the house of blues he had lita ford kip winger stephen piercy uh cheap trick robin zander sebastian bach all these guys they were all there they played a total of 40 songs i think overall in wow e- yeah each guy played like uh sebastian bach played a bunch of skid row hits robin zander did a bunch of cheap trick hits etc stephen piercy rat surprise appearance by paul stanley who decides to come up and play nothing from kiss he comes up there and does "All Right Now" by Free and a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. I don't know. I don't but, know who's in but, charge of a set list here, but every every single other performer played their own stuff or sang or played their own material. Yeah, but Tom, he like he realized it and he said and he said, "I'm being my like I think he you know the typical Paul. He's got to put the caveat. I'm being vulnerable here just for you, Chris. Like meaning I'm." I'm going to be embarrassed and the YouTube shit's going to be on there, but I'm doing it for you. Cause you're my friend. And halfway through the song, he's like, you do it. He can do it. And he points to Zach and Zach finishes a whole lot of love. Zach yeah. was fucking killer. He was, yeah. I didn't even, I mean, we've heard him sing this gene stuff, of course, with Bruce's band, but he sounded incredible. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. He yeah. blew me away. But Paul, you guys sent me the clip earlier today. That first take that they started on a uh, whole lot of love, <laughs> Paul is off the whole yeah. time. Not, listen, his vocal is fucking terrible. You but, only, but his timing, oh he's so slow on and what he's doing. The band is playing. He goes so off. He stops. First of all, the first rule any musician knows, you don't stop a live performance. The first thing about being a musician, a professional musician is, you fight through the mistake. You figure out how to jump back in. He yep. stops the band and he says, "This is what. This is why. This is what happens when it's not rehearsed. No moron, you stink. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, because you have no spontaneity. Because Kiss hasn't done anything spontaneous in twenty years. 
perfectly said. You're, Zeus, you are, I, you know, I hate to agree with you. I know. You are so right because that's the thing. And we'll get into this with fucking Festivus. Kiss is, is a machine now. They're on click tracks. They're so robotic. They couldn't jam if they wanted to. And that's what that was. It was about a bunch of musicians, not magicians, just jamming on stage, having fun. And you know what? I hate to say it. Paul couldn't keep up. But I don't I don't understand. And again, I'm not sure who's in charge of this, but every single performer, Lita Ford played all her hits. Stephen Piercy played all the rat hits. So Paul, now, from what I heard from on Eddie Trunk's show, the, the Paul appearance was was impromptu or kind of unscheduled, I guess. So maybe that's why they did non kiss songs. I, I I don't know, but, but you're trying to emulate two of the greatest vocalists in history, Paul Rogers and Robert plant Paul with all due respect, buddy, maybe do like a weird owl song or something. I mean, two of the, yeah, two, I mean, <laughs> Two of the greatest vocalists in history, and you're trying to be just don't don't do it. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> this one's called Amish Paradise. Right. <laughs> you ain't fat, you ain't nothing. And I gotta I tell mean, you, I, I, I think the reason why Paul doesn't do kiss stuff at events like this, and I know this is gonna hurt people's feelings. Go ahead. And I know it's disgusting to even say. Tell me if you think I'm right. I actually think. Paul, in a weird way, is embarrassed by his own band and by his okay. own catalog. Okay, sit, Joey, save that. We're, we're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that. Save that. Yep, great point. But we'll, we'll come back to that. I promise. All right. Uh, before we get started, uh, Joey's gonna go over and talk to Paul Stanley and tell him how to be a rock star. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth, cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. All right, I just had a conversation with Paul. Unfortunately, he was busy with his therapist. He didn't have time for me. We scheduled something six months away. <laughs> He's never coming on this show ever. We have no, the dreams of that are dead. <laughs> oh, no. So this has now become a tradition for us. Festivus four. We've done three others. Last year, we had Joey on. And Joey just seems to be the biggest Kiss fan. And then he comes on our show and then when we like just about to disconnect, he's like, damn, all I did was bitch about kiss every time I come on this show. <laughs> and so he has to be with us when we do these festivist episodes. Right, Tom? Of course. We we need somebody else who who shares our our ire towards the band, to you to use a word there. But we're we're not really angry with the band. No, these, this is what we do. Passion. Passion. Yeah. We, we 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 do these episodes because we love the band that much. That's why. Yes. Yes. You're right. And and that really is the perfect word, passion, because if if I wasn't passionate about KISS, I wouldn't hate some of the things they do as much as I do. And yeah. 
I think the three of us, and again, I hate to compliment you guys. It's we, we are the only honest ones out there. Everyone always sugarcoats everything they do and they got to love everything they do. No, you do not have to love everything that someone does just because you love their product and you love their band and you love their music. It's okay to say, I don't like this, but I love that. It's okay. Yeah. Save that I think because we, right. might come, we might we might be coming back to that topic again later on in the episode. Yeah, no, but honestly, <clears throat> Joey, you're right. Of all the Kiss podcasts and everything out there, I think the three of us have as much passion about the shit we hate, but then we have like equal amount about the stuff how much we love the band. And it, yep. and you're right, it's okay. Another Festivus miracle. Well, let's hear yours first. Now, obviously, we're starting with number five. Uh, and I think we're just doing these random orders unless you're like, you know, real passion. You want to make a number one, you're number one, but let's go with number five for you, Joey. Yeah. Mine, a pretty random order. I do have a, a significant number one. It's, de- it's a definitive number one okay. that I'll get to when I do my number one, but everything else could be any order. I'm gotcha. going to start. I'm sick and tired of people bitching about eighties gene. I'm oh. really tired of it because 80s Gene, I don't want to hear, oh, he checked out and Paul Stanley, you know, how many times does he say, I had to run the band and I did this and I did that? Bullshit. Some of Gene's stuff, and and I would say most of Gene's stuff in the 80s is actually really good. Was it great for the time frame that it was in? Of course not. 80s was this pop commercial music, this pop commercial metal that Gene, you know, didn't have that voice for that Paul had that high, that high voice. Gene's stuff in the eighties is very strong. You go back and listen to it. I'll hold it up against anything Kiss has ever done. And not only that, I think Gene was part of Kiss in the eighties just as much as every other band member. Yes, Paul was entrenched in Kiss and he was producing the records and so on and so forth. Gene never missed a tour. Gene did every tour with Kiss. Right. He recorded every record. He had just as many songs on the records as Paul's. Whether Paul thinks they were as thinks that if they were as good as his or not, that's hearsay. Right. That's someone's opinion. Gene has some just as many tracks, did every tour with Kiss, did every interview, every every media tour. You never saw Paul Stanley's media tour promoting Asylum. It was both of them. So where is this whole, you know, this this myth that Gene disappeared in the 80s? Listen, Gene was uncomfortable. The makeup came off. He didn't have this persona anymore. He didn't, he didn't have this flamboyant look that Paul had. He, between you and I, he wasn't a handsome man without the makeup, you know, <laughs> based on what the eighties rockers looked like. So Gene, you know, tried to do his own thing. He did. He went to the movies and he tried and, and he, listen, Runaway was fantastic. Some yes. of the movies he did, wanted dead or alive is fantastic. Some of the stuff mm-hmm. he did was great. So what he did other things, that's okay. Just like everyone is doing other things now. It's okay. Paul does Soul Station and Gene does Family Jewels. That's what life is about. You guys do dorm dorm damage and fucking take a shit podcast, whatever other podcast you guys do. (laughs) You do other things. You branch out into other avenues because that's what an artist does. Paul was so focused on Kiss because he had no other outlet. Don't let him fool you. To think, if Paul's paintings and stuff were to, were were in the in the uh, in the scope of things back then, he would have done that. 
if Paul could have acted, he would have. You heard so many stories that he went off and did acting classes and he tried out. He did the stupid Folgers commercial, which is hideous. He would have branched out. He couldn't. So his focus was on Kiss. And that's okay. But don't shit on Gene because he did other things. Yeah, Zeus and I, we talked about that, especially especially during the Crazy Nights album review, which I personally think that's a standout sample of Gene's 80s stuff. And Joey, you said it perfectly too. The reason why it really flew under the radar is because it wasn't that sugary, sweet 80s pop metal. You listen to like Hell or High Water, Thief in the Night, Good Girl God. Those songs are incredible. Asylum, Secretly Cruel, like songs like that. I mean, really great stuff. And again, I think you're right. Paul tries to paint this picture that without me waving the kiss flag, the band would have fell flat. No, I think Gene is, I mean, I know we've been spending a lot of time bashing Paul. I just think Gene might be more multi-talented that he can still perform in kiss and, and do movies. And you're right. I think runaway and wanted dead or alive are fun fucking movies. He plays a great villain in both of them, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. And he's also keeping the kiss brand around when you say, Oh, Gene Simmons, that guy from kiss. Exactly. He's in this movie. That's bringing eyes and attention to kiss in the eighties. I'm sorry. It is. And you know, if you think Paul could have gotten the role and wanted dead alive, he would have said, no, I need to concentrate on kiss. Exactly. Come on. He would have been fuck off. Perfectly said Zeus. You're so right. If Paul got offered a role in one of those movies, just out of the blue, he would have jumped all over it. And you got to understand, too, Kiss in the 80s, their main source of revenue was record company advances. So Kiss was pumping out that record a year every year because they needed that advance to live on. So Paul was all about that because that was their source of income. Gene had other sources of income. So he wasn't as focused. That's okay. And, and, and Paul, it's okay that you were that focused. I don't mind that. And I, and I don't, I, I, I don't take anything away from what Paul did in the eighties. I God, I love Paul eighties, Paul Stanley. Love it. All I'm saying is it's okay that Gene did that. You don't have to shit on him for it. And it's gone so far, so far that Gene shits on himself for doing yep. that stuff because Paul yep. brainwashed him into thinking it was bad. Tom. All right. So these are in real particular order. I mean, I, I, I like Joey, I kind of have one that kind of stands a little bit higher than the other. So I'll, I'll save that for number one. The rest are just thoughts. So this kind of goes back to, I kind of cut Joey off when we were talking earlier about Paul, but it's the, it's my general feeling that, that the band members never really talk about kiss in a proud or enjoyable way. If they talk about kiss at all, Okay, for example, I know that Gene Simmons and Bill Maher are friends, and I know that their interests are very, very similar, and I know they're very, very politically motivated and current events motivated. Gene was on that show for an hour, didn't talk about Kiss for a second, and I get it might have not been the right platform. I get that, but they never they never relish the fact that I'm Paul Stanley from Kiss. I'm Gene Simmons from Kiss. I'm th- when when you when you when you see interviews or or hear from these other band members, you're like th- that's their passion, that's their identity. And Joey, you you said it. I think now, particularly Paul, as he's later on in his career, I think there's a piece of him that's like, oh shit, these people are gonna remember me as the guy in that band with makeup. How, what, what can I do to change my 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 legacy? 
oh, I can become an artist. I can do this so that maybe a newer generation will associate me with some of these more refined activities. And to me, this is going to segue into another thing on my list, but to me, it just, it really, as a fan, I, if I'm passionate about your band, I want you to be passionate about your band. And I don't feel like I'm getting that from them. Good one. Good. No, I I can see why. And uh, we all feel that, but here's the thing I was thinking about nowadays. Gene is so iconic with the kiss brand, the makeup and the image of him with the demon makeup and the long tongue that he doesn't need to talk about kiss because he's got a million other brands going on. Exactly. Does it purposely because he wants to say, no, 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 there's more to me than this. You got to see this. You got to Gene doesn't need to brag about himself. He's he's confident in what he does. Yeah. You want me to tell you about kiss? We've sold the most gold albums. He will throw that out every chance he can. And he loves to, you know, we've done this. We did this. We're the first band that we have the most marketing stuff. Paul never does that. So I just think Gene uses it to, to whatever he's marketing. I'm talking about vodka. I will sell you my kiss vodka. You know, Paul is like, Oh yeah, I'm an artist. Did you know I was in Phantom of the Opera and yep. Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. and now I'm and now I'm a chef. Now I'm a cook. Look at the pictures I post on my social yeah. media. They have absolutely nothing to do. If you followed Paul on Twitter, you would not. You would know nothing. You would not know that he's in Kiss. The only time he posts on Kiss about Kiss is like the day of a show. He's like, you yeah. know, San Antonio, we're ready to rock, and that and that's it. One and once that show's over, boom, back to pizza ovens. <laughs> you know, in a very eerie way. Kiss repeats, a uh, history repeats itself all the time. And in this instance, you know, you had that 1980, 81 era of Kiss where Kiss was bigger than anything in the world, 78, 79, 77, 78, 79, right? And then, then they, all they wanted more than anything was critical approval, right? They wanted critics to approve them. They wanted to get all the, the write-ups in the magazines that Kiss should be taken serious. They're not just this band that writes about sex and rock and roll. They're serious musicians. And, the, you know, the concept album of The Elder, which I do love, believe it or not. But what happened was Kiss got diluted. They got ashamed of what they did in the, in the 70s. And they tried to become something they weren't. Mm-hmm. And that's where Paul is again. Paul's ashamed of history. He really is. He's ashamed it, of it. It's sad. He wants, to, right. he wants to be known as this musician, artist, painter, chef, whatever he wants to be known as renaissance man, if you will. Yep. That just is a worldly man that knows about wine and he knows about culture and he knows about all these other things. And to prove that he knows these things, what's the easiest way to prove these things? Put other things down. He puts other people down to build himself up. I Listen, I've been a, an artist, musician my whole life. I've seen this trait in people so many times. People that knock other people constantly are so insecure. They do it to make themselves feel better. And it's so transparent when Paul does it. It's, it's mind boggling. Well, if I can quickly put on my calling Dr. Tom hat for a minute, <laughs> you Usually, the whole world of art comes from the philosophy of, I need to be liked by other people. So I'm going to perform on stage. I'm going to 
act. I'm going to paint. I'm going to play an instrument. And that way I will get the accolades I'm getting from those people that I'm not getting if I were to be a a policeman or, or a financial planner. And when those accolades might not be coming as fast and furious and as frequent as you want them to be, then like you said, Joey, okay, well, now I need to kind of reframe what I'm doing and show everybody I'm doing this now because I know you don't like that. So that's no good. Look at this. Kiss Cruise, perfect example. Paul has a has an event on the cruise where he shows people how he cooks. He has his art gallery again. And there is nothing wrong with being multifaceted and being involved in different things. But when you do them at the expense of what got you there, somebody on Twitter, I don't know if it was Facebook or Twitter. They said it amazingly. And there was, there was no hint of sarcasm. They said the, the shame in Paul's artwork is that even he knows the only reason people are buying those pieces of art is because he's Paul Stanley from kiss. That's it. That's the only reason those pieces of art are being purchased. And, and that's pretty, okay. And they're yep. pretty good, though. I'll give them that. They, I agree. No, no, I agree. I but agree. Anyway, nobody's buying that shit for thousands of dollars. Right. But that's okay. But Paul should just admit that. It's not, Paul, it's not that you're this amazing artist that people need your work because the art is so good. Kiss fans are buying it because Paul Stanley from Kiss painted this. And that's totally okay, Paul. But you got to come to terms with that. Again, I'll talk more about this. I have, yep, I have another uh, no, I top, another one of mine coming up later. We'll, we'll, I said something. <laughs> we're talking about it. Remind me of a Seinfeld part. So I wanted to th- just remind me of one quick thing. Remind me of the Seinfeld where George uh, was uh, all of a sudden he stopped having sex and he became really smart. And he's like hitting oh, bombs. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we won the World Series. In six games. In six games. <laughs> well, I was just in Phantom the Opera in Toronto. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Oh, I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So my fifth one's going to be nice, short, and easy. I- I'm annoyed that Kiss has not gone back and had them recertify all their albums. Oh, they haven't okay. done Good that one. in years. It annoys the fuck out of me every time we do these ARC albums. That I'm like, how many fucking albums did that get sold? And the Kiss has nothing that comes close as an iconic album. The biggest seller, according because it's from the 90s and stuff, is Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. That's the iconic album from Kiss. There's no way Destroyer is not four times platinum, at least in my head. No way, especially after the box set, Resurrected, all that. It's got to have sold four or five million. Dude, put that on your resume. Spend a little money. Say that, get get your, I know they have like eight, you know, like a lot of artists, oh, 100 million albums sold worldwide and things like that. Get these things certified. I We went through this. I was like, Rush, this album has sold how many? This album mm-hmm. has sold how many? Like, I don't know anybody that was having those albums. I know people had Destroyer. I mean, Destroyer and Love Gun were the biggest albums for like for four or five years, it seemed like. Everyone I knew growing up had these albums. And they're only at like platinum, double platinum. Get them certified. Get yourself some credibility. I think we'd be all surprised by how much, how many albums they would have sold if they recertified all their album sales. That's one of my things. Good call. Good call. I'm with you. Yeah, that that is an absolute great call because you're so right. I don't even know what the process is, but you would think a band like Kiss, who is all about saying numbers, right? All they want to do is say numbers. 
blah, 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 blah. You would think they would spend that money to get them recertified because you, you are so right. Since the reunion, even just the reunion sales alone, when people went back and bought the catalog, the remasters, all that stuff. How could it, all those albums not be multi, multi, multi platinum? And the vinyls. Oh, I got to get a, a fucking squirrel color destroyer. I got to get an orange love gun. All those. Yeah, there you go. All those old sales and sales. And when vinyl came back, Kiss is the perfect band for vinyl sales because you want to look at the artwork and get that. And collectors would want that stuff. You mean to tell me they're not fucking like getting ahead of other bands that were ahead of them in sales now that the vinyls are back and things like that? I mean, Joe Polo alone from Pod- Podcast Rock City that I'm on, he he ah. buys every vinyl, every color six times over. So he might have made too. all those right, between the two of you. Between the you two of us. <clears throat> yeah. You could have caused some platinum sales alone. Yeah. Well, Joey, what Joey, when you got the ZO2 records recertified, right? They went from what, four to five? Four four <laughs> four albums to five? They went they went from newspaper to cardboard. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'll take the CD any day. That's just right. Hey, that's a sale. That's a sale. That's right. All right, Joey, number four. All right. So my number four, this really aggravates the shit. (laughs) I'll just entitle it Bored Eric Singer. What the fuck is this guy doing? I mean, if I, if listen, if, if his skills have deteriorated, then I would be totally excusing of what's going on. I know they haven't. I've seen Eric play in other venues and other spots and little clinics and stuff like that. Eric is still a monster player. What the fuck is he doing? Is Why does he have to mail it in every night? You're not on this 700-date tour that your body is fatigued. You do a one-off in Dubai. You do a one-off over here, and you're still you're playing so bored. Now, I get it. Now, as a drummer, I know he's on click track, the whole show. And for people who don't know what that is, it's literally a metronome in his ears, counting the show, counting his ins, counting his outs, keeping him on time, because not only because they're playing with tracks, but the whole entire show is synced to the metronome, the pyro, the lights, everything is synced to the metronome. Okay. Yep. So I I played with Trans-Siberian Orchestra for years. I played with a metronome every every time I had to do because everything in that show is synced. They don't play the tracks at all, but the lights and the pyro is all synced. So I get it. Yep. So it is, listen, it is a weird dynamic when a drummer has to play with a metronome. So I'm going to give Eric the benefit of the doubt. He's a good enough player that he could still have some life while playing with a metronome. I understand it's going to inhibit him a little bit, but this guy looks bored out of his fucking mind. He has no energy, his facial expressions, his makeup looks absolutely god-awful right now. I mean, <laughs> he sounds like you, me. <laughs> if you put on Creatures box set and you listen to some of the live recordings from Creatures, okay? And I know Vinny's doing whatever Vinny does, whatever. But just the raw, even if they even if it didn't sound great and they make mistakes, the raw energy of what's going on during that time frame. And then you put on a track from today. And I think you guys brought it up in an episode a couple episodes ago. They did a side-by-side of what? What was it? Dr. Love? What the hell song was it? Uh, from like 96? They did like a... Yeah. They did a side-by-side of like 96 and, and today of Dr. Love. I think it was Dr. Love. I'm not positive. 
and the back and forth, even 96 Peter, who everyone shits on and says Peter was playing so slow and he had no life, he had no power. They sound like a locomotive compared to Mm. what Kiss sounds like right now. So I'm just tired of Eric mailing it in. I know you're a great dude. Uh, I've seen you play in person 150 times. I've seen you play recently that you're a monster still. Please put some effort in. I agree with you totally. We we talk about this all the time, but I it's it it's a weird situation because my opinion of Eric is I think he's so amazingly talented. I mean, the guy played with Sabbath and Badlands. We talk about all that. I just think that it's so hard for him to pretend that he is not bored right now. Yeah. Because I think he's such a good and dynamic heavy hard rock drummer that like you said between the between the click track and and it's it becomes rote you know it becomes like just you know like a guy in a marching band you know marching down the saint the street in the saint patrick's day parade like you know it's not that he not that they're not talented but he knows exactly what he's doing every step of the of the show and that takes that takes some of the passion now again obviously most concerts are are rehearsed and scripted to somewhat and planned but there's just it doesn't seem like there's anything there i don't know if that's because the songs are so easy for him and he's bored or if he's just bored in general or what but you're right and and the problem is joey he doesn't he doesn't hide it and i'm surprised that nobody has said hey eric at least act like you're fired up right And, and listen as as a musician and i'm a music teacher as well yeah I teach my kids the hardest thing to do in the world is to play a song you don't like or you're bored of and perform it like it's the best song in the world. Exactly. But that's what a musician does. That's what a pro musician does. That's what an entertainer does. I was on Broadway for five years. We did the exact same show every night, eight shows a week. Not only for me as a drummer, I was on click track the whole time. The, the performers, the singers, the actors, they had to do the same show. You can't be off even this much. You're on script. You're on, you're on book. These people put on, you know, you go watch a Broadway play. You don't, you've never seen someone mail it in before. These guys put all their passion and their heart into every performance. Eight shows a week. Kiss yep. is not doing eight shows a week. I did 600 shows, I think, over, over a four or five year span. Jesus. So wow. these Holy guys. Shit. You know, these guys, Eric and and Eric, too, people who are fawning over his vocals, same thing. Yeah, he's got a decent voice. His vocals are so phoned in right now, monotone. When he sings Black Diamond and you listen to Peter, Eric, or Carson, there's no soul, no passion, no energy. And I know he can do it different. If he couldn't, I wouldn't be shitting on him. I know yep. he can do it. It's just lack of effort. Yep. I, I mentioned it last time when uh, we were talking something about Peter. I'm like, Black Diamond, not the fucking Eric Singer shit that he's doing now. Terrible. There's no rasp. There's no, the reason why Peter works, and uh, you guys will get it. I, I'm Greek. You guys are Italian. The one word that I always think of when I talk, think about us like that, is passion. Yep. There's passion. There's animation. There's hand movements. There's fucking energy. Um, I don't coach music, but I do coach hockey. 
there's things about people that you can pick up. When I see somebody, hey, a puck's not on your stick. You just look like you're fucking standing around. It's the worst thing you can say. Fucking look like you're into the game. Look like, bend your knees, get into it, get fucking intense. How are you not intense? The puck's on your stick. Put that in the fucking, like, I don't get that shit. Dude, you're in front of these people. Love you. Even the way he hits his drums, it looks like it's lazy. Dude, you were not like that. We saw you when you did Revenge Tour and all that shit. You look like everything you were hitting. You're a badass. If I'm a drummer and I'm a musician, I want to be known as sick. Now, I don't know if Dave Grohl or, um, or Taylor Hawkins technically are great drummers. I mean, I love Nevermind stands out to me. He's a lot of great drumming and something that great. Okay. But he looked like he is fucking banging away, smashing his head, fucking going. Looks like he's going nuts. Makes me look at him like he's a great drummer. Same thing with Tommy Lee. I fucking noticed that guy back when I didn't know what good drumming and bad drumming is, but I can notice that guy. That guy's a badass and he's so popular and he's so cool because. He looks like he's fucking having fun up there or going crazy. You look like Charlie Watts is now put into fucking kiss. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right? Ener- energy is contagious in it, life. Oh, absolutely. You do, absolutely. Even when us, us three morons get together. Yep. If if one of us is fired up and the other two are like, it, yeah. it doesn't work. People feed off of each other. People feed off of each other's energy. Yep. Eric... And emanating that energy off his office stage is fucking exhausting for the crowd. The crowd is is like a comatose watching him. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't translate. You have a great drummer. He's not a shitty drummer. He's a great drummer. It's not Peter up there. Like, okay, it's Peter up there. Let's try not get attention to him. He's older. Like, let's get through the show. This fucking guy's in his probably prime. He can still go. Peter Chris during Creatures Fest. Gave more effort, more energy, more heart, more soul yep. in what he did on the few drum songs he played than singers play. And listen, I'm a massive Eric Singer fan. I know I shit on him all the time, but it's only recent. I it's it's because I love. It's him. only since I've been on your show. But it's it's because I love his drumming. When That's I right. Saw, for, I saw him live with the Paul Stanley solo band '89 at Lamore in Brooklyn. First time I ever saw Eric Singer. Big Badlands fan, love love fucking Badlands, love his drumming in general. Big fan. But that's why this, what he's doing now, is unacceptable. Great. Dude, this is fucking intense. We got some good good, <laughs> good conversation going in. That's right. That's right. All right, Tom. Only on number four. Holy shit, we'll be done by midnight. It's okay. Uh, all right, so I want to preface this by saying i understand that people have the right to do whatever they want we are in a capitalist society i get it but just because you can do it doesn't mean i have to fucking like it and my problem here is when kiss releases these limited edition picture discs which i buy whether it's kiss alive 2 or love gun or the elder and people buy three, four, five of them and then go sell them for 500 bucks. Again, let me repeat myself. There's nothing illegal about that. You can do that. And if there's no minimum, if they don't, if, if Kiss Online doesn't put a limit on how many you can buy, then I get it. 
But the Kiss Alive 2 picture disc just came out. I got one. I was lucky enough to get one. Before mine was even delivered to my house, there were people in Kiss Facebook groups selling them for 400, 425, 450. And they were, and, and, and people would show pictures of them, three, four, five copies selling them. Again, great. I just think it's a shitty fucking thing to do for you to grab all these things and for you to look at a kiss limited edition item as a, as a, as a bankroll for yourself. I think it's a, I think it's a shitty thing to do. And I don't know. I I mean, again, I know I'm going to have, I'm probably getting a lot of kickback from people say, Oh, you could do it if you wanted to. Of course I could have done it. I could have bought five kiss alive, two picture discs, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't, I don't need the money from the resell. And I'm just not, I just think it's sleazy. And if you want to do it, great. But I just think it's sleazy. And I see it more and more because Kiss Online now is doing more and more of those limited edition picture discs items, which are gorgeous. They're great. Granted, picture discs generally sound like shit, but that's okay. People are buying. They know what's going on, Tom. They could cut that shit out. They can make it like more difficult for people to do that. They don't. It's just like Ticketmaster and everything else. People could take care of this if they really wanted to. They don't give a shit. They're all making money. That's so, right. That's know, right. It's not a priority of them. That's right. Yeah, and, so. and this and listen, I'm I'm a totally agreeance with you. But this is not just Kiss. This is oh, absolutely. This is, the, yep. this is yep. the collector's market in general. I'm a big collector. I mm-hmm. collect toys. I collect comic books. I collect all sorts of things. Nerd. This happens. <laughs> I'm I, I'm a fr- absolutely nerds. Um. <laughs> by the way, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um. But. Without a doubt, I mean, again, even me as a as a toy collector, back in the '90s and stuff, I would go to Toys R Us to buy buy action figures and stuff like this, McFarlane action figures or the new Star Wars line, whatever it is. And I would see these fucking schmoes <laughs> with a cart full of every. They would literally. I saw. I for, witnessed. They would <laughs> walk up to the shelf with their cart and go like this, whoop, whoop, and they would yep. pour every item. That was on the shelf into their cart and just yep. go buy it because yep. they would take it to the local toy shop and then resell and it, and resell it. Yep. yep. So this is a collector's mentality. This is what people do who are fanatic collectors. They go, especially with today's day and age with the internet, with eBay, they buy in bulk and then they go sell it on eBay. Fulfilled your life is, is that how much money you can't even make much money off it. You don't want to get a real job. Oh, I'm going to, I made an extra $40 off this action figure. Congratulations. You're nickeling and diming and being a dick. I don't even think it's the money. Again, I think it's, and you see this with Kiss fans or fans all over the place. It's, it's like the hoarder mentality. Oh, oh, you don't have that. I I do. I I have 11 of those. Exactly. You want (laughs) one? 500 bucks. Yep. And it's (laughs) not even about making the money. It's about, you don't have it. I got that. It's you know the same old with this this whole Loomis bullshit. It's the it's the bootleg. You know those hoarder mentalities. Yep. Oh, I've had that tape for twenty years. I just yeah, I but I'll, I'll disagree with you there, anyone. Joey. Yeah, I disagree with you though. If I paid for it, fuck you. I'm gonna give it to half of you fat podcasters <laughs> to fucking watch it for free. I paid five <laughs> grand for that shit. And I watch it with me and my buddies. I bring them over. We drink and we watch it. I'm not going to fucking give it to Johnny Coolballs because he lives in his mom's basement. Fuck off. No, I, I agree. They, they shouldn't have to give it to people. But they love the They relish in the idea that they're sitting home with something that you don't have. Yeah. More than they're enjoying yeah. the actual tape. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Does that make sense? Because they're kiss tards. Yeah. That's right. Look, honey. Kiss tards. <laughs> God almighty. Zeus, number four. All right. Number four. Number four for me are the plain meet and greets are gone. I don't want to fucking buy you a $5,000 guitar. I'll pay a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand bucks. Do I get a couple minutes with you and get a photo and an autograph item? Great. I'll do it. That's all gone. So I get it. You want to make a little bit money, uh, a little extra money. Great. Sell your guitars and do those things too. But you should have somewhere for the smaller stuff that people just want to meet you. I don't want to buy fucking basses from Gene. Uh, a base uh, from Gene. I just want to go and get a chance to meet with them, say hello, get a picture with them, and move on. We're, yep. th- they're all gone. That's that's beneath them. So the common Kiss fan does not, has no access to this. And I'm not saying I couldn't or I can't afford it, but because I can, it means I should. No, honey, I can't sign you up for that field hockey camp because I had to fucking <laughs> buy Paul Stanley guitar for $10,000 that I don't even play. So it, it's bullshit. We go on, you went from taking a photo and getting autographed shit on the Kiss Cruise to now, hey, fucko, we're just going to leave you something in your fucking room. Pick it up. That's good enough. But if you do want to meet us, go buy some of my art or go buy a, a fucking bass for me. Come on. Totally, totally agree. I don't get that. I find that appalling. And it's even more appalling on the Kiss Cruise where you have five days of access to the band. You can do both. If you want to do the art thing and the bass thing, wonderful. But you should still be available for a regular old-fashioned meet and greet. I agree. Tom, how much, what would you say? Could they go through everybody if you did an hour of their day every day? An hour. And give everybody a window. You're on the Kiss Cruise. You could take your photo and say to the band, hey, every day for one hour, you're going to meet uh, Kiss fans and they'll take their photo with you. Like, why? That's too much to ask them? Because I think they're saying it would take, it, they, they would spend the entire cruise just doing meet and greets. One hour, I'm just saying, couldn't you get it done one hour a day to go through everybody? I mean, there's only like not even 2,000 people. I don't know. Do no, you guys that, think you, you think COVID has a big part in, to play in this? But no, no, because so? if it did, no, because if it did, they wouldn't do any meet and greets. Well, they probably fit. No, well, they figure 10, maybe 10 grand with the guitar and the meet and greet. It's worth, you know, yeah, to meet 100 people, 10 grand is per person is right. worth it, but not yeah. fucking these degenerates that come up to me. Well, just, I, I, and listen, last thing I'm going to do is defend them, but I, I do know across the board, a lot of tours are not doing meet and greets anymore. There's I get a it. lot of tours that are just cutting it out of the packages because of COVID, because of flu and sickness. Just in general, they're yeah. not doing it. And maybe the way that they limit the meet and greets is by saying, we're still going to do them, but you got to buy this big ticket item to get the meet right. and greet. So maybe right. that's the way they control the crowd. Yeah, you, you might be right. But I, again, I just don't like I just it's one of those things. I just I don't. I don't like how we're on the cruise. The band is there, but nope, you got to buy this $10,000 bass guitar or whatever. Just it is. I don't want any this concert meet and greet. Everything is like, yeah, buy this, buy this. I don't want to buy this. Yeah. I just yep. want to do a meet and greet. Yep. They used to do it. But anyways, yep. that's just one of mine. Okay. Joey, number three. Okay. So, and I, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. The Paul did an interview when he was on the, uh, the kiss cruise. I think Sebastian, Yep. yep. Was interviewing that, any yep. a couple of other people asked him some questions. I forget who asked this question. It might have been Sebastian, might have been one of the other fans. But someone asked about 
video releases. And I know I bring this up every Festivus. Yep. But a poll about, you know, future video releases and so on and so forth. And I believe, I think Paul's response was something to the effect of, no, there's nothing planned because there's no platform right now for video content. Now, that statement, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing, he, but he did say something along those lines. Now, it's the most ludicrous statement I've ever heard in my life because now more than ever, video content is everywhere. Streaming services, DVDs still sell, Blu-rays still sell, links to, you know, buy, download a link and purchase it and download it and keep it for, you know, a month, whatever it is. There's a million different ways to release video content. And again, for the most visual band that was ever in existence, for them not to be releasing constant video content is Again, I'll bring it up every year because I know it's never just never going to change. It's it's disgusting. I think it's it's a missed opportunity by them. I think morons like my buddy Andrew Scambati edits. He does phenomenal work. There's so many other Kiss fans out there that do this work. They would do it for next to nothing to work with Kiss. Kiss could hire these guys or hire in-house guys, whatever you want to do. And make packages. Andrew just did a new thing. Rise to it. About the whole hot in the shade era of Kiss. It's fucking phenomenal. If you love Kiss. And you love that era of Kiss. You spend an hour and a half and watch this. I would have spent good money to download download this. Or buy this Blu-ray disc from Kiss. Or have a Kiss streaming platform. Kiss should Kiss has no vision right now. They're... Their mindset is end of the road and blah, blah, just keep going, keep going. They don't have the wherewithal and the people around them to tell them, guys, can we move into this new era of video content of streaming services? You don't need to open your own streaming service. I understand that's a big venture. Talk to Amazon Prime. Talk to Peacock. Talk to Paramount Plus. Talk to one of these streaming networks and say, hey, guys, we the." And I know because I try to sell content all the time. I'm selling Joe Elicious. I'm selling my, my animated stuff. I try to sell content all the time. Streaming services are starving, starving for content. Kiss goes to HBO Plus or Paramount Plus, whatever one of these networks, and says, I have this X hundred hours, hundreds of hours of video content for you to release. License it from me. They will, they will start drooling over the content KISS can provide from them. I don't know what they're doing. All right. I'm going to respond to that by quoting one of our newest Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Famers, and that is mm. Sonny Pooney. Oh, fuck. And his response, we talked about this, his response is always, why do they have to do that? They don't care. They don't care that you want it. They don't care that I want it. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes negotiations. It takes pre- it takes preparation. It takes organization. They don't care enough. And Paul always, it's funny. 
Paul's no dummy because he'll try. He tries to say rather than saying we're lazy and we don't care and we're not doing that. He says, well, there's no market for that or there's no market for Blu-ray or physical media is dead. Okay, if physical media is dead, why have you been re-releasing all of your vinyl on colored swirled picture disc vinyl every year? Because you know that people want physical product. Okay, but you're right. Why is there not a Blu-ray remaster of Kiss Exposed? Why is there not a Blu-ray of Alive Two from Houston? You know, or why, or or or, or, or whatever? Because they don't care. It has no, to be. But, it has to be. They don't care. But it can't be that because we know as well as everyone else, Kiss loves money more than anything, right? But they're getting their so, money elsewhere. No, but they're thinking in a box. That's why they don't. They don't care because they don't understand. I'm a big wrestling fan, right? You're right. So okay. re- wrestling, wrestling for many, many years throughout the 80s and you know even 70s, 80s, even some of the 90s, maybe a little bit before, but into the 90s, biggest revenue for wrestling was live events, right? Live ticket sales, the gate. What did you make at the gate, right? Yep. Yep. And Jericho, Jericho will attest to all this stuff. Now, once the 90s hit, once cable became the biggest thing in the world, pay per view hit, TV revenue licensing from TV companies for your, your product, that's where you're making the money. WWE doesn't make money off their live events. They do, but that's not where they're making all their money. They're making all their money off of a deal with Fox and a deal with USA to air their content. Now, I'm not comparing KISS to WWE. WWE is a much bigger brand. But in the same vein... Kiss is thinking, I need, they're all in their 70s, guys. Well, not all of them, but that time is going to end. Live concerts is not where you're making your money in the future. It's, It's producing intellectual properties that you could sit on your couch and collect a check from. That's what they should be doing, and they're missing the boat. I just don't understand it. I'll leave it with this. Do you want them to do a Star Wars Disney Merger, like meaning, yes. meaning somebody else will take over Kiss and run their products and everything else, and will hand it to a company that will entrust, and then Kiss will live on. Like it, it's twofold. Oh, Disney fucked over the Star Wars franchise. Did it, or did no. it keep it going to the next generation with all these new things, and gave them something that they weren't going to have if it just stayed with Lucas. That's what I'm wondering. Is something like that needed to somebody with enough, I don't know, knows enough about the KISS brand and the KISS army to say, you guys haven't even scratched the surface what we can do with this. I'll pay for your licensing and everything, $500 million, fuck off. Yes, I I think that's exactly what they need. They need someone with a better vision than what their management team is doing right now. Because they don't have the vision of, of today's world. Disney, people could say Disney ruined Star Wars and ruined Marvel. Horseshit. They're bigger than ever. Do we love every product that they release? Of course not. I don't love right. every Star Wars series. I don't love every Marvel series. But I love that they're releasing new content yeah. for me to judge if I love it or not. Exactly. Like we, just, yeah, like we said before, the purest. That's like we said, bef- like like we said before, we started recording. Put the content out and let me decide if I want it or not, rather than me yeah. wanting it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not be oh great, there hasn't been a Star Wars movie in thirty years, but the purity of it is still there. <laughs> yeah. Come on, right? Yep. So, 
All right. Yeah, you're gonna keep you're gonna keep your your same ten thousand fans from nineteen seventy seven Star Wars and yeah. not gain any new fans that way. And that's yeah. what Kiss is doing. Yeah. Tom, number three. All right. So this is different from Kiss Tard. That's right, Joey. <laughs> I said it. So because well. to me, I, this is this is this is different. Okay, this because I see this a lot in the Facebook groups, and we've talked about it before. And it's not necessarily a kiss tar, and it's not necessarily like a humorless kiss fan. It's more of a lap dog fan. <laughs> and I and, and I mean just a person with absolutely no critical thinking that it's like, thank you, sir. May I have another? No matter what they do, no matter what they say, they can't criticize it. If you criticize it, then they comment on the fact that you've criticized it. Like I made a joke on our shout out loudcasters Facebook group. I posted a screenshot of an email I got that there was going to be a delay in the shipping of the Kiss Alive 2 picture disc. Okay. So I posted it and I'm like, oh, Kiss Online strikes again. You know, people like laughing and stuff. I got comments. At least you're still getting it. Oh, Lord. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so, so I can't say anything ever about anything on even our in shit. A joking, that's on our even, shit. Even, right. Even in a joking fashion, like clearly I'm making a joke because everybody knows that like one of the biggest cliches right now is kiss online's shipping. It's a, it's a joke, but the, but the mentality of that, you know, what, like when Paul posts that picture, of him taking a selfie in Beverly Hills, Paul, you look fantastic. This is so <laughs> great. Enjoy Beverly Hills. It's like, you have no, and again, I I know that there are people out there saying, "Oh, so we should be like you and hate everything." Well, we don't hate everything. I know we're we're a little aggressive and a little extreme at times, but just but just that lack of 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 ability to to look at something and say, you know what, I have a I have a thought on this, and I'm going to express my thought, and and it might not be something that I'm happy with, but it, it's just something that doesn't thrill me. You know what I call that? You mean? The lack of self-respect <laughs> to say to yourself, like I, I have more fucking like uh, uh, no dignity left. No, just keep walking all over, dude. What I was saying is exactly that on our own page. Yep, and people like that's a troll. Like, come onto our page to bitch because we're fucking having fun on our page. Yep. Like, yep. I didn't go on your page. Tom didn't go on a kiss group page. that's not ours and say yep. that for somebody to be like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you shitting on us? You know, we're a happy go lucky footy pajama kiss group. What are you doing? No, this is our page. And you're like, Oh, what would you expect? Oh, you know, there's fucking strikes going on. Oh, you know, there was a snowstorm in Albuquerque. Like who gives a fuck, dude? Like <laughs> just kiss tards, fucking no self-respect idiots. Fuck them. Fuck them. We get this uh, uh, all the time. We have one person, Joey, that this female. Me and uh, Tom get it. Uh, we're not. We're, yeah, we're not. We're not going to give her name. No, we're, we're, I'm not going to give her this fucking uh, the thing that she wants attention. But she, like, no matter what, we'll put shit up. Like our uh, our sense of humor will get. I don't know, 30, 40 people laughing, comments going back and forth. Everybody joking. Jesus, why do you guys always have to have be so hate? Don't. Why can't you just like this band? Like. Motherfucker. Joey, you remember, do you remember uh, the Saturday Night Live skit Debbie Downer? Oh my yes, god. Yes, of course. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're talking about. 
And she's just like, wah, wah, wah. And it, it yeah. beca- it's now comical because it's almost like we it's laugh. a parody of a kiss of a kiss start. Yeah, it's like you guys. I like going to pages where people actually enjoy the band. So what the okay, fuck are you doing? Why are you still following us? <laughs> I call these people sheep. I, I say it all yeah, the they, time. Oh, sheep. In, in, That's fine in, too. In real life all the time. Sheep, you know, they, they have these blinders on. And I don't mean kiss people. I mean, just in general in life. I see people in everyday life. For instance, you go to a store. You see everyone going this way to line up on this line. The whole Once you see that, the whole fucking moron herd just starts following because, duh, this is where the people are walking. So they go and follow there. And then I immediately go, wait a second. If everyone's going that way, there's got to be an alternate route here. And I look over here, and sure enough, there's a line open right here that no one goes. You know why no one's going there? Because nobody had the balls to start to go that way. Everyone just walks to the left, and I go, see you later, morons. I'm going to the right. I'm chomping at the bits here because we do that on the Kiss Cruise. Remember that? Everybody went to the We did that getting getting onto the boat and getting off the boat. Yeah, We're like watching these people. We're like, dude, is there something wrong with that line to the right? Like, fuck them. And we just walk right in. Same thing with getting off. Everyone's mentality is, oh, no one's over there. Something must be wrong. I'll just wait here with everyone else. No. In life, go the other way. Don't follow the sheep. I go to a drive-thru. I say, oh, I'll take a Happy Meal, hamburger Happy Meal for uh, with a blah, blah, blah toy. I want, can I get the orange juice instead of the, the, so, the water? Oh, it doesn't come with the orange juice, sir. I know, but I'll, whatever it is extra, I'll pay for the orange juice. Right. And you hear on the other the, the other end of the machine, it's like the, the brain <laughs> is short circuit. They're, they're fucking dumbfounded because yep. in, in in their in their system, they can't press a button that says orange juice. <laughs> Rather than just taking a cup and pour me a fucking orange juice like a human, they can't process it. And that's what these people are. Uh, I think I that's it. the story Charlie Barante was telling about Gene when they went out to breakfast. Remember, you have oh. breakfast items back there. You have eggs. You have bread. You can make an egg sandwich for my friend. And, and it's right. like, uh, 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 but it's not yep. on the menu. Oh, so just take off the lettuce and the and the and nope. the uh, tomato, and I'm just having a bacon sandwich. Okay. <laughs> They don't know how to, what do we do? How do we charge that? What do we write on the ticket? What do we do here? What do we put in the Figure system? Figure it out. They just yep. can't, they don't, it's sheep mentality. Let's just go this way. I'm told to do this. This is all yep. I know how to do. Yep. Great same one. Thing, yep. Same thing with all this stuff, with this kiss stuff. Tom, great one. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that that would eventually get called, <laughs> brought up, but all right. So number three for me is, you know, dynamic duo of Gene and Paul. They don't do challenging interviews anymore. No one asks them anything that, you know, sometimes they'll throw something out there and us like, oh, my God, like chum in the water will run to it. Oh, my God. I haven't heard him say something about this. Oh, wow. He said that. Okay. But nobody is asking them those questions, the direct questions that they want to know. We like to do it here on our show when we have guests on. Sometimes it's a little awkward, but we get to the point we'll ask them. That question, let them tell me, nah, I'm not doing that. We don't insult people. But if I had Gene on, yeah, I get it. If he said to us, you can't talk about this, this, and that, I'm not going to say, fuck you, Gene. We have integrity. You're not coming on my, like, no, I get it. But we would 
if there's no, hey, you can't ask me, good God, I would ask him something. When was the last time somebody asked them a, like a question? Even on the Kiss Cruise, I was so close. They were all pushing me to go ask the question, ask the question. And I'm like, the whole time it's Paul. So I'm like, I can't ask it without him fucking calling me an asshole or loser in front of everybody. What, would you, what did you want to ask? So what I was trying to like build it so I would let his sensitive brain hit it. Paul, you must know that we all love a lot of the songs like Come On and Love Me that you wrote. That is a classic. That is this. We all love it. There are songs like um, uh, Say Yeah. That's a great recent song. Why can't we get that? Like, and I'm trying to think in my head. Oh, you said why? That'll piss him off because he's going to say because I'm the boss. So then I'm like, mm, I won't ask it like this. How about if I ask it like, uh, is there a chance that you can substitute a song for a classic, another classic, like Come On and Love Me? Like, how do I, like, and, and I'm sitting there as a fan thinking like a ways that I can ask this fucking <laughs> sensitive man you a question. Around? That, you, you, yeah. you, you got to tiptoe. Yeah. So, but that's because he can't be asked questions. They don't get these questions anymore. Yep. Nothing. That's right. Zeus, you're so right. Especially Paul more than anyone. He would have jumped down your fucking throat right away. Yep. He oh, another set list. Oh, he would have said something about immediately again like i said before what does a guy that's insecure do immediately put you down he would immediately insulted you about something hey what's that why are you wearing that hey look at this guy with his glasses look at it where, where are you from hey, oh you're from here are you a podcaster right. yeah whatever it was he would immediately struck you down so he felt better and then he could have just stepped over yeah. you yeah he minimizes you and embarrasses you Yep. And in that that's how that's how he can feel like, oh, I got past that hurdle because I've embarrassed this person. And the the sad thing is any other environment, people would be like, hey, you're a fucking dick in that kiss cruise. They'd be like, yeah, he's an asshole for asking you. And, and, you, and you'd question. be on YouTube. You'd be and you'd be on YouTube and our podcast would probably fucking destroy <laughs> band for life. But yep. yeah, I just want Good them one. to go on somewhere where they get asked. Real yeah. question, and not the same. Why'd you take the makeup off? You know, oh, what happened with peanut? Well, that's because they're four. When you have flat tires, then you yeah, all the all the cliches. Yeah, know those answers are coming, and you ask your questions around those answers that you think he's going to say to you, and come up with something else. Like, hey, you know, the fans want it. What are you going to do about Peter? You could certainly implement, and I know you're going to say. Well, there's an open invitation, but there's an open invitation to you going on my podcast every day, Gene. And you're never coming. But you're not going to fucking do it unless I pay you a gazillion dollars. So why would they do it? So like, you got to get around those simple answers they give you. And I just wish they would get those kind of questions. That's all. Great one. Yeah. Number two. All right. So my number two, that's actually a pretty decent lead lead in. Um, I'm sick and tired of people in general, especially current KISS members and some past KISS members, shitting on my boy, Peter Chris. Mm. I, I can't take it. I, I fucking can't take it anymore. This guy, especially, you go back and listen to some of this old footage that's just been released. 
there was a new nothing to lose demo that just leaked the other day that I had never heard. Peter is the absolute star of this band in early kiss. I don't care what anyone says, his drumming, his vocal, his style, his swagger. He taught Gene and Paul how to be rock stars. Peter was already doing stuff like that for them to just diminish and, and just try to make him insignificant in history drives me absolutely crazy. Even with Paul Stanley's birthday tweet that you read before Zeus, where it said, uh, what I'm sorry, what I don't remember exactly what it said, but it said something like to the effect of what you did for us in the past or what you yeah, gave yeah. us, right? Bullshit. Just be grateful for Peter of who he is, what he's doing now. We talked about it before. The guy's 77 years old. He's married. He's enjoying life. Let the yeah, he's not in the spotlight fiending for attention like you guys are. Leave the guy alone. Jesus Christ, this guy carried you for years he was in an incredible member of your band if even if you don't agree that he carried you in early early kiss he was at the very least a quarter of what the band you loved was about okay at the very least all the way through 79 peter was integral to what kiss was in every way vocals drumming everything that he did style attitude everything his his catman makeup whatever whatever you want to say the way he's treated in history in general, and even by KISS fans, a lot of KISS fans are like, oh, Peter's old. He can't do anything anymore. Yeah, he is old. He's fucking 77. Leave him alone. You're right. He can't do anything anymore. But you know what? Neither can fucking Paul Stanley. Have you heard him sing anymore? Have you heard him sing lately? He can't either. Yeah, Paul looks great with his, with his hair extensions and his facelifts, but he can't sing. He can't perform anymore. So don't don't shit on Peter who's living his life, who doesn't, you know, hasn't had work done and has his gray hair coming in. And it looks like a distinguished 77 year old man living his life. Don't shit on him because he's not trying to be, you know, this this pompous guy in front of the camera anymore, showing you that he's still a rock star. Stop it. Oh, yeah, I I, I don't get it. I, I don't. That's all I'll say is I don't get it. I don't get it. Joey, I had a kind of similar thing of that as well. You know what? It was his birthday the other day. Even on other podcasts and other Kiss groups you see on Face, you know, every we all laugh and we put it up too. The Eric Singer, happy birthday, Peter. Of Prince course, of course. Peter. But then everyone will be like, oh, yeah, he fucking, he, yeah, because Peter can't play or Peter sucked or he was gone anyways by 77. He was dead. He didn't do shit. They're all Probably. shitting on him. And even that stupid thing. And I like the family guy. Even Peter Chris doesn't want to be Peter Chris. That doesn't help him. Like shit like that. And, and that's the kind of crap that gets said. Dude, Peter, Peter made our band cool. Really cool. He was a badass back there. His fucking vocals on the kiss songs, the few that he did, are fucking incredible. Incredible. He had passion. He gave a shit and he still gives a shit. And when you meet him, him and his wife will make you feel like, wow. Thank you. Versus everybody else. And even overlooked his he's MVP on the reunion tour. He's yes. fucking even great. Paul said it. Yep. Great on the reunion ah. tour. Everything he's doing, his feel, his energy, his speed, his vocal. Peter's back. And I think I forget how old he was on the re reunion tour, but he's about where my age now. 
you think of Peter as being old on the reunion tour. He wasn't. Yeah. You, they wanted to make you think that Peter was already over the hill just because he's old, the oldest member. Peter had he the injury wasn't. with his hand, though. He did have the injury with his hand, yep. and he never was practicing as much and playing as much. I'll give him, I'll give you that. He wasn't the 77 in pre, uh, pre 77. But here's the Agreed. other one, too, I wanted to mention. Tom and I saw it, and we looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck? Incredible. That whole yep. impromptu doc comment. Oh, what would I do different? I don't know. I'd probably kill Peter Chris. Awful. Dude, that's not fucking funny. Why the fuck are you like? He's not even in. Like, why do you have to bring him up and shit on him? And yeah, he said the, qu- the the question was, "What's your biggest regret?" And he said, "Not killing Peter Chris," and not like laughing and being like, and "There was oh, no he used to drive la- me crazy." He snored, or he was always late, or just a joke. It was like. Joey, when he said it, you could hear a pin drop because everyone's like, he doesn't sound like he's joking right now. Yeah, like, like no one, there was no chuckling in the crowd. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. A word that I always use is when I get annoyed about stuff is undermining. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like, you're coaching and something, and a kid does something, and you undermine me in front of the other people. Doc McGee doing that on a kid's cruise is so undermining to Peter in yep. his yep. legacy in the band. And that's okayed by the manager himself is undermining Peter C- Chris in his contribution to, to kiss. That's fucking bullshit. No offense. If, if they, if the guys really cared, if I'm Gene Simmons, I'd be like, you fucking go issue yourself an apology right now to Peter Chris. Cause that's fucking bullshit. You yep. pissed off half our fans and you pissed off a guy that's made me a millionaire. Many times over. Fuck that. The problem is they don't do it because all they think about is selling the new product. That's oh, all they absolutely, care about. So absolutely. They'll, they'll never go back and defend someone that's not in the band. Correct. You saw it all through the 80s, them shitting on Peter and Ace. Ace yep. and Peter came back in the reunion. They were the golden childs again. They're gone. Let's shit on them again. It doesn't matter. They only can sell the new product. Tom. Number two. My number two, I've mentioned this a little bit on the show, uh, you know, back and forth sometimes in headlines, news, whatever. The bands or Universal or whoever, the philosophy with the box sets, okay? And what I mean by that is I get I get celebrating the 45th anniversary of Destroyer. I mean, even people who aren't KISS fans recognize the excellence of Destroyer. It, it deserved a box set treatment. I don't get the Creatures box set treatment. That album didn't sell. No one bought that fucking album. Now, 40 years later, people love it. I think it's tremendously overrated. I enjoy it, but I just think it's tremendously overrated. But I I, I have it, of course, because I'm a fucking lapdog like I just issued on uh, number three. It's got tons of great demos and, and unreleased stuff. It's got a live concert from that era with Vinny. It's great. But I don't understand the philosophy of releasing that and giving me a picture disc for rock and roll over and a picture disc for love gun. You know, I, I get it. When we had Eddie trunk on, he said it perfectly. He's like, in order to release a box set, you know what you should, you have to have material. And he's right. Because a lot of those destroyer demos ended up as songs on rock and roll over. Uh, and, and the same thing with, with a lot of the love gun stuff, but even still a lot of these European bootleg box sets that I collect that I have, they'll do a box set and it'll just center around a tour. So I understand you did the picture disc for Alive 2, the, the colored swirl for Alive 2. Why not do an Alive 2 box set? That's when you were on top of the world. Why not do a box set of additional 
tours from Alive. Throw in the colored vinyl of Alive too, but maybe throw in a special set list that included that you know the the, the Take Me and the Hooligan. You know, people love to collect those those misprint Alive twos that have those songs listed on it because they played those songs on that on that tour. Just I, I find it interesting. I'm not complaining about the Creatures box set release, but I just find it interesting. Um, it it didn't sell, and I'm I'm interested in who's buying. Like I could see non Kiss fans buying the Destroyer box set. Because that's a it's a classic rock record and people that like to collect stuff. But the creatures box set, diehards are buying that. Um, that's my opinion. Maybe there's something behind the scenes that I don't know about. Uh, I'm anxious to see what's next. I'll be blown away if they do a non-makeup era box set release. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we've I mean, talked I, about we've talked about that before, but Joey, go ahead. Yeah. I gotta agree with you and disagree with you. I agree with you yep. in in the sense of you're right. How the hell do they come up with and say, yes, this album that did nothing, let's put a box set out of this. How could it sell? Why is this the one that we're going to go all in on and say, we're going to you know, put all the bells and whistles in on this. Why this one? Especially the cover, right? The cover yeah. has a makeup design that you're not promoting right now. Correct. So it's, oh, it, it's so weird. It goes against the grain of everything they're trying to throw at you. But then in the other sense, I say, and here's why I disagree with you. I do not think it's an overrated album. I think it's one of their yeah. best records. Okay. And I think, and I think the Kiss diehards are fiending for something like this. So I do yeah. think the Kiss diehards are gobbling up the creatures box set probably more than any other box set that would, they could possibly release. You're probably because right. That era of the band, creatures, killers. You know, unmasked elder, all that. That's like a almost like a a weird era that never got the press and due that it deserves, right? It's like yep. the, the forbidden era of Kiss. Like, oh, you were a Kiss fan back then. You can't admit it, right? But back then, it's different because it didn't sell. Now it's like a cult that loves that stuff. So I understand why they did it, but you're right. It goes against the grain of everything that they're trying to force feed you today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm with you, uh, Joey. I've yes and no. I love creatures. I do. I think it's my at this point number two for me. Um, I think they do have material. I, I don't know. Again, what what it gets to me is the fact that you know they didn't really put serious thought or analyze what what should we do and plan this out. I yeah, think probably. someone comes to them and goes. Hey, rock and roll over is coming up. That oh, just do a swirl. Uh, love guns coming up. Oh, just do this. Okay, who are we gonna do for box it? Oh, well, we already did the squirrels and the anniversary things for those. So what else? Oh, I guess we'll do creatures. Like I don't know if they plan this out. You could be absolutely right. That's why. And, they, I, and that's why I admit I don't know. So yeah, and they got boxed in with that decision. Get it? <laughs> Good Anyways, one. <laughs> I like I like that one, Tom. So number two for me. And I'm going to name this. It's a few things. It's a little general and vague, but Paul's hypocrisy. (laughs) Oh, boy. First, you already mentioned it, Joey. Shitting on Peter. Peter Solo. Constantly shitting on it over the years. And then he goes out and does fucking the exact same thing. But I'm Paul Stanley, so I'll get credibility on it. And my band members will fucking promote it and say how awesome it is. They won't shit on it and undermine it to everybody else. Like, like I did to my other band members album. Um, then the eighties 
Well, Gene went off and did other things, something that we talked about earlier, right? Well, if you could, you would, but you couldn't. Now, why doesn't Gene ever say, I don't know, Paul's got a billion things going on. He ran off and to do the fucking Phantom. Gee, he was going on. Now he's doing Wentworth Galleries in the middle of our tour. Oh, gee, you know, you know, Paul's now doing fucking a cooking show. Uh, Paul's writing books. Uh, you know, why isn't he sitting down writing albums or writing music? That could be thrown in your face. But Gene, ever the businessman, knows I'm I'm better with Paul than without. Oh, yeah. I'll turn the other cheek and I won't deal with it. But he lets Paul take the shots and put that fucking image out there and that propaganda that Gene abandoned the band in the 80s. So if Gene abandoned the band in the 80s and still put out pretty decent songs and you're still fucking throwing out right off of love. Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he didn't like it didn't matter if he could go because he could do both at the same time. That. The and just you know him, his painting, his cooking, Phantom of the Opera, his shitty sneakers that he's fucking that he was working on for a while. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Well, I could do that too. If fucking I had paid people to show me and fucking uh, consultants come to me and go, yeah, this is how you do a shoe. Do you like this color? Yeah. What are your favorite colors, Paul? I like leopard skin stuff. Okay, we'll make a leopard skin fucking <laughs> shoe. I can do that. Really? Like it's just. All this stuff, it just gets to me because it doesn't have to be this way. But his hypocrisy and the fact that he has no reflection on any of the shit that he's done or all the advice that he spouts to everybody else in his books. And yet he doesn't take any of that shits all over Peter, then writes another book about you should forgive everybody. You should move on. Don't keep that anger in it. Fuck Peter Chris or better yet. How much he wants to tell us, and I'm happy that he found it. This love that he had for his father and all this other stuff. Dude, we read your book. Are you gonna like like do like a bewitch thing and wish it all away that we didn't read what you were saying about your father before that? And now it's like the love that I have and the I believe me, I can't I don't wish that on anybody to have regret of shitting on somebody and then like wishing they didn't say that. But dude, we read what you said about him. And then you act like, like, we don't know about, like, stop, stop, stop being fucking phony. Everything therapy tested statements that you put out, just try to be yourself and enjoy your life. You do have a great life, Paul. You have a billion people that fucking love you and your music. Enjoy your life, but stop this fucking overanalyzing everything. Hmm. Who died in the fucking news today so that I can be one of the people. Oh, amongst the people that uh, mentioned him are Kiss musician, uh, Paul Stanley. He doesn't want to see Kiss musician. He wants to yeah, no rock renaissance man. Paul Stanley comments on, you know, the death of fucking uh, Johnny Coolballs. It doesn't matter. He just, it's so obvious. He just needs to fucking cut the shit. Anyways, that's that's my rant. I'm done. If I added any more to this, the show would be another six hours long. We talk <laughs> about this. I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. I'm the same way. I could rant on this for the next three hours. The best way to describe him, and I don't care that he, what he does, the way he does it. I care because he's two-faced. 
No pun yep. intended. Yes. Hypocrisy. I, That's I, it. Crooked yes. Faith. I care that I care that he shits on someone for doing something and then turns around and does the same thing. That's what bothers me about Paul. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you do stuff. Just don't shit on other people for doing the exact same thing. That's all I yeah. care about. We used to always hear about Led Zeppelin, and I believe he really loves Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, and all that stuff. I do believe he loves that. Okay? Peter goes out before it was cool, before anything, and puts out an R&B soul, white soul type of music album out, and you shit on it. But now, like, because artists like your favorite hero, like Rod Stewart, branched out into adult contemporary types, things like the American Songbook stuff. Who I can do something like that. I'll do an R&B soul album. And it'll be from Paul Stanley from Kiss suing it. Dude, your bandmate did that on his own, not prompted by anybody, because he loved that music, and you shit on him. There that's really the biggest, would be that's no, the biggest hypocrisy yeah, ever. There would be no other question that I would love to give him if I had if I sat him down. People always say, "What would you ever ask Paul Stanley?" Yeah, I had a quick conversation with him. How? Why did you? Why do you shit on Peter's solo album, but you say you love that style of music in Soul Station? On it, be honest. Have you really ever listened to it? And if yep. you, and you know what? Let's sit down and listen to it together. That's what mm-hmm. I would love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great one. All right, Joey, we're down to your last one. All right, so this is my true, true number one. There's nothing I could think of in this festivus season that I want to bitch about more than this. Let me give you here a little. Com- uh, oh, here it comes. Little drum roll. The fucking stupid <laughs> shout it out loud cast. <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> you pieces of garbage. I've been this waiting is, this, for nine hours. Is... We've been on this this show already <laughs> with all the mailbag you did <laughs> to complain about this horse shit. So first of all, you got every category under the sun. You got the best fruits to put in cereal. You got the best Ooh, time okay. to step in dog shit during the day. Every category under the sun. Okay. You put that moron Sunny Pony in. You put that other idiot, Chris Jericho, in. I agree. Yeah. How the fuck am I on the outside? But see, we rewarded you by having you on the week after the Hall of Fame episode. Isn't that gifted to allow you? Isn't that what? what, Let me ask this. And I know you, Joey. Would you rather be in the Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Fame? Or would you rather be omitted and then come on the show a week later? And yell at us. And well, you know the you know you'd rather you'd rather this, but but Mister Hypocrisy, Paul Stanley, you fuck. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be after the Hall of Fame. How this is only know? because of Zeus's Maybe ice this... cage and Tom's <laughs> seven thirty bedtime that this you know? turned out to be after. This like originally you... was supposed to be before the Hall of Fame, and your Hall of Fame episode was supposed to be this week. Don't lie to the public. Like you said, like you said, in a Bronx tale, the working man is a sucker. I can't, I can't help it. Sonny's listen, right. I agree. It turned out for the best. And I, and listen, I will be the outsider forever. I refuse. Even if I'm nominated and I get voted in unanimously, I will never enter. Oh, let's yeah. mark. He's talking, listen, he's talking tough never. now. And then yeah. he's going to be Paul Stanley, the hypocrite. <laughs> That's another hypocrite thing for Paul. Bitching about the, the Hall of Fame, and then every other second saying, 
we're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's what you're Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But I will never be. I will never be in the Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Fame. I refuse to go in. I will not be in a Hall of Fame where there's Sonny Pooney on this side and Chris Jericho on the other. You pieces well, like of you garbage. Said, like, well, Joey, who, who's the who's the guy that was it? Groucho Marx or, or the guy that had that famous quote? Who was the guy who said, I don't want to be a member of any club that will accept me? Yeah, it's Groucho. Right. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go, Joey. You're all I'll set. Take it. You're, all right. All right. All right. The only so thing, my the number only, one. One oh, way. Wait. No, go, go the ahead. The only I'm way I would ever go in. Oh, here we go. Jerry, Jerry from Facts of Life is beside me. That's oh, Jesus way. Christ. Stop. Stop. All right. My number one. This is this is my definite number one, and this pisses me off. And this comes on the heels of a recent interview that Paul did. Gene has said it many times. The mentality of Kiss 2.0. Because to me, it cheapens the band. It cheapens the individuality and the talent that people like Paul and Gene bring to the band. And it reduces the band and confirms what a lot of non-fans think is that kiss is just a visual experience it's pyro it's blood it's fire it's bombs and for them to say that kiss can go on to me really it 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 it, it insults me as a fan because yeah do i like the blood and the fire and the pyro yeah but i like the music i enjoy Paul and Gene's lyrics. Those are the two lead vocalists of the band. I enjoy hearing them sing. I enjoy their voices. And by Paul and Gene both signing on to a potential 2.0, it just pisses me off as a fan that you think that little of your band, that all you care about is the name, the costumes, and the blood and the fire. You're stripping everything away musically, and you're redu- and you're you're going to turn your band into why you? Why a lot of people think you were a laughing stock, and why it probably took you so long to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which you now brag about. So this Kiss 2.0 shit, I can't fucking stand it. It p- pisses me off as a lifelong fan. I, I'm a hundred percent with you, I, and I will. I will go on the record. This is all horse shit. There's no Kiss 2.0. I don't know. Yeah, I hope you're right. Nah, I hope listen, you're right. Maybe they'll throw a cover band out there, or maybe they'll make a TV show about their replacements. It'll never actually be a thing that works. It just okay. will. It will never work. I, I think you're right. I th- I think what they're doing is I think they're betting. I think they are making a huge bet on that kiss tard contingent. That that they're going to be like, oh, look look who we got, and be like, yeah, I, uh, Zeus and I. I've seen kiss cover bands before. Okay, Joey, I know you were you were in, you were in a re- you were in a good one, like a real one. The, Zeus and I saw one at like the fucking Bolton Street Tavern where it was fucking dollar draft night. Like, you know, so, I mean, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think they're they're minimizing their co- again. They're insulting us for liking a band that's just so easily replaced. Exactly. Like, that's my point. Yes. Like, why is my fan? Why do I have a fan like such crazy fandom and devotion to a band like, yeah, this guy's now going to play me. Oh, OK. No, like, it's like they're turning themselves. They think they're like the Wiggles. Oh, look, we got a new guy who wears the yellow shirt. Yeah, there's a shirt. new purple guy. Yeah, right. There's a new red guy. It's like, did you not the fucking Wiggles? And if you want to be the Wiggles, keep doing the 2.0. Now, if you want to do like a Vegas show with Kiss and performers like a Zach or Todd that really Kiss fans can do it and pull it off, great. Yes. I'm all for that. You can see Kiss 
the kiss experience in Vegas. I get that. There you go. But to go, go around and have a new guy and put out kiss albums with new people. No way. Remember the monkeys when they got big again, they came back at one point, they tried to do a new monkeys and made yep. a TV show about it. Fucking fell flat. No one wants to see that. Like, so the same thing it's like, here. It, re- it, re- it reminds me if any of you guys have ever seen Blue Man Group, which is a fucking fantastic yeah. performance. Now, grant, granted, Blue, Ma- Blue Man Group, there's no, there's no singing. It's all visual music, lights, but, but, but that's what, that's why it doesn't matter who the Blue Men are because it's all visual. So if Kiss, they, they're going to turn themselves into Blue Man Group and reduce their show to a visual show, which has pissed them off apparently for their entire career. But yeah, I don't know. What do you got Zeus, for number one? All right. So my number one, and I feel like every fucking time I do this, it's always about him, is the ace cult. Yeah. <laughs> this guy could go up and like punch some of these ace cult members' mother in the face. And they'd be like, oh, it's ace. That's so rock and roll. It's okay. You punch my mom in the face. No problem. They are willing to forgive all the shit that he does or says or anything like that. It's okay because it's Ace. He gets a free pass from everybody. Let's be fucking honest. His fucking band carries him every night. He jumps around every two seconds and hits a chord here and there and then concentrates on the solo. His singing is atrocious. I don't use backing tracks. Well, you ought to, because your singing is fucking horrendous. I, in the days of my youth. Yeah, what are you doing sing- covering Zeppelin? <laughs> Zeppelin, please. You know, that's not just it. For years, I'm the rock and roll guy. Those guys are all in it for the money and, you know, a lot of the cartoons and stuff. You had no problem collecting that paycheck. You had no problem with that. But now, my friend, what are you doing? Oh, I'm hawking socks that I'm yep. going to sign. Is that not fucking embarrassing? Let's see what the Ace Cult thinks of that, though. It, this, this just Oh, happens. they have no so, problem with it. They'll think it's okay. funny. It's Ace. It's as though Ace thought of it. Yeah. Uh, or better yet, let me fucking put a cassette box set together <laughs> yeah. of all my shitty <laughs> albums that I released since I've been out of kids. All this stuff that he does, he has gotten this free pass. I don't know anybody, and I don't give a fuck. You name it, I get to see it on social media. Anybody that's been like, dude, my car broke down. Ace stopped and picked me up and gave me a lift down here. (laughs) Oh, I had the best conversation. Ace took 20 minutes. He sat down, talked to me. I have yet to hear anybody tell me what a fucking personal, one-on-one great experience they've ever had with Ace. I'm a rock star. I don't need to talk to people. <laughs> Dude, you you are living <laughs> off of Kiss, and that's the only reason. So I'm sorry. I I I I I find his act tiring. I, I was telling Joey, I sent him uh a um a clip. He was just on somewhere else. He can get away with saying stupid things like, Yeah, I got a new bassist now. He's better than uh you know, Phil. I got a new bass player, Zach, who uh, he has a little more energy and he's got a better voice than the other good bass player I was working with, Phil. Dude, fucking have some tact. Phil is fucking awesome. He can sing, he can play bass and guitar for you. Yeah, yep. Zach is awesome too. Two different guys, both incredible. 
Why do you have to shit on one? Yeah, I got a better guy now. The fuck is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And they, all they need to do is get, you know, Peter King. He can't play. He's old and out of shape. Peter's a little little too old and a little too uh, out of shape to do a two-hour set. Dude, what the fuck? That's your friend? That's how you treat yep. him? He never, ever. I don't see that endearment that, like, that people have this, like, oh, he can do no wrong. He's never been, like, super good with the fans. Or while we were on the fucking cruise or whatever it was, the suppose they went to a hotel and made everybody fucking wait. Because he got a better deal to sign some other shit somewhere else and made everybody else wait. I'm only going to be there for 20 minutes. Like, whatever. It's just, he gets this pass. I'm the rock and roll guy. And those guys are all about the money. Dude, you're all about the money, but you're too fucking, what do you call him, Tom? Wet brain to be able to do anything about it and get it up. In a better situation. I don't know who his handlers are, whether it be his new girlfriend or, you know, uh, or or whatever. But there's a lot of like money shit that he's hawking these days that he never used to do again. And they're fucking very much Elvising him (laughs) like the colonel. Get him on. Good way to put it. Put him out there. Throw him out there. But he's really can't even fucking. Who cares? That band will back him up. Put them out right. there. Keep them on tour. I, I need this lifestyle. I need to make money. We'll just hang out with him and we'll go all these places and eat and go out and buy all these things off of his name, off his stuff. I don't even know if he fucking knows where he's at. I got a new record I'm going to do. Yeah, it's going to suck like the last few ones you did. <laughs> I just, I've had it with the free pass that he gets. And he gets, ah, fucking, those guys are playing to back and track. This is live. Yeah. Your band is great live. You suck. So fuck <laughs> off. What an exclamation point for Festus. By the way, I love a, the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Don't want to say, and I actually love the guy. What a way. To, what an exclamation point for Festus. I'm annoyed with him. I'm just annoyed with him. And he gets this free pass from all these people, and it drives me nuts. Perfect exclamation point on Festus. Anybody else want to say anything about it? Yes, no. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I agree with all of it. I, I, think, I, I think you're right in a sense, but I also think, listen, it, all these guys are in their 70s now, right? So Ace, if, if you ask me, Ace is still at least as good as a, a performer as Paul and Gene. Minimum. Oh. He's just, is, is, he, is, he, is he great live? Of course he's not. His band he's not him. as good as fucking of course Paul he is. Gene. No way. Paul... I will. Paul cannot sing any song anymore. So, and can Ace? No. But what I'm saying is, but the performance that the, Paul puts out with help, but I, I don't better know than anything. Ace, is I think out. they're all in that same boat. And I'm not going to put down any of their performances because they're all older guys. I get it. But what I do at least respect from Ace is whether you like his albums or not, he's putting out new music. That's what he does. He's keeping his new brand alive. He's trying new things. He is on the road fucking hustling. He quit Kiss twice. He didn't get fired as much as they want to tell you he got fired. He quit because he couldn't take the way they ran their business. And I get it. Yeah, they worked hard. No, I don't know if that's necessarily. I agree they worked hard, but I think they, they worked in a sense where they're almost impossible to work with. And I respect Dude, he's him. He's lazy as fuck. I, I, agree, I agree with that. I agree. But, it but is, I, it's, like oil, it's like oil and water. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Gene and Polar Rider Ace is right. I just, I'm, all I'm saying is I respect that he said, you know what, guys, 
I don't get along with you. I don't want to do. It's not worth collecting these ten million. But I'll make checks. my living off of you. I will play Strutter. I will play Detroit Rock City. I will play all these songs that I had really nothing to do with, and 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 just so I can get that light on. But then again, I, I don't push all that tar, like the bad stuff, away from me and take all the good. Yeah, but you know as well as I do, us us Ace Frehley fans don't want him to play those Kiss songs anyway. Those Kiss fans are not sell those Kiss songs that he plays. Are not selling tickets for him, but in his way, that's why he's doing it. You're you're right, but th- I think it's a wrong move by his by Agreed. Ace's camp. They should be playing all Ace songs because whoever's going to see Ace is going to see Ace. They're not going to see Strutter or Dirt Rock City. Yeah, so, right. but listen, at the end of the day, it's the, is is him playing Dirt Rock City worse than Kiss playing Shock Me? No. Ooh, right? that's a whole other. That's a whole but other Kiss dialogue. Gets, okay, we fine, have. but Kiss gets shit for it, Joey, and he doesn't. That's, no, that's I, a, but I, but I don't agree. He does get shit. I shit. Well, we all doesn't. shit on him for that. I don't. I don't think I see Kiss fans all the time. We saying, give him why shit. Hell, why we, the hell did he? Yeah, we do. Th- we Not give him real shit. Fucking Ace fans in the Ace cult, though. Look, it, it, yeah, but, but, but again, it, I'll but leave you with one last thought. But just the same way, real Kiss fans are not shitting on Kiss for doing Shock Me either. So whoever oh, yeah, that diehard is most, most do. I bet you Kiss gets more shit for that than Ace does for doing what he does. Way more. I don't. I don't agree with that. All right. So how's this? You tell me. You're in the music business. You've been around the band. You know all the players. Okay. Have you heard of all these positive? What a great guy Ace Frehley is. Experiences out there, or have you nope. heard the stories about Gene's kindness, or uh, not even Paul? But Paul has done some things here and there. Or what about Peter? Have you heard Listen, of her ace? I, I've been around all of them, business and personal. I think they all have their own little um their little quirks. Yeah. Gene to me is by far the most Gene and Peter are by far the most down to earth, friendly guys. Um again, I've seen Gene be an asshole as well, business wise, yeah. but he was a sweetheart to me, did everything in, in the world that that he could to accommodate me and be friendly with me. Same with Peter. I've been on both sides of Ace. I've seen Ace super friendly. I've been around Ace super friendly, and I've seen Ace not be super friendly to people. Paul is an an enigma. Paul is completely withdrawn, doesn't want to be around people, isn't comfortable around people. Was he friendly with me when I was on tour with him? Yeah, he was very friendly. Didn't go out of his way to be friendly. Never started a conversation. Talked when when we started conversations, but wasn't a friendly guy. So I think the, you know these guys all have their own unique personalities. Have you ever so seen an I, Ace meet and greet? No. I have. They're yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah. He doesn't fucking. He didn't, he's like he half didn't even, asleep he didn't, in them. He he didn't even look up at his handler. Took I, my Love Gun album. He signed it and handed it to me. He didn't even look up at me. Fuck. Didn't even yeah, look I, up. I, Come on. I, give listen, me a break. I, I hate. I'm not going to defend him. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that shit. No, I know. I know. I know. All right. So there it is. <sighs> we can all breathe. We got it out. Deep breath. Now all we got rid of all the negative energy just in time for the holidays. Exactly. Another beautiful festivist where all the kiss haters out. Now we get back to kissing their ass. For, yeah, for the last three hours while we're shitting on kiss, Tom has been ordering fucking colored vinyls <laughs> online while we're doing it. No, but he did order the kiss alive. Did you just now? <laughs> the I kiss did, alive I did too. I, I did that earlier. I did that earlier. It's a lie, dude. While we're oh no, and I, and I also and I also ordered uh, Chipotle from Grubhub for my son during this episode. <laughs> but again, that's why I want to preface everything we do. We listen. We we air our grievances at the end of the year to start the new year fresh. Right, that's what we do at Festivus. 
but it's it's not about the hatred of Kiss. It's it's about the love of Kiss. Of course. To say this is what we want different. This is what we want better from our our favorite pop culture thing that uh, it's the yep. my most favorite thing. I love wrestling. I love comic books. I love Star Wars. I love all this stuff. I, Kiss would still be the top of all of that. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Kiss. So yeah. as much as I shit on them, they're still my favorite thing to do. So that being said, we have a question. Tom? Okay, perfect timing for a, for a Festivus episode. We can almost make this a one-word answer. Okay. This comes from Dish the Metal podcast. Oh, cool. And they say, do you think Kiss will do anything to differentiate themselves on this next leg of the end of the road tour from the first two to three years of the end of the road tour. Joey, are they going to do anything different on this tour on this leg? Absolutely nothing. Ditto Zeus. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your question. That's part. That's what, that's why we love Festivus Uh, dish the metal. We love you. Uh, Great. Thank you for asking the question. Set it in. We appreciate it very much, but look, nothing's changing with the end of the road. Nothing. So don't even imagine it. It's never happening. Yep. Uh, Joey, you've got a million things that you do. I know we like to kid around, but he is a man of many talents. (laughs) Tell us where people can find you and what you're doing these days. As always, you can find me on all social media at Joey Casada. I'm everywhere on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. You see my 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 own pos- podcast, Top Five with Joey Casada, is on my YouTube channel. I'm also on Podcast Rock City, the other Kiss podcast, uh, every week on Sundays at li- live on Sundays, 7 p.m. Check me out. My all my stuff is on Amazon.com for sale. I know you guys have just partnered up with Amazon as well. All my stuff is on Amazon, shirts, books, T-shirts, CDs, Xerox DVDs. ZO2 has reformed. We are back. We're recording Woo-hoo! a new album. All We're right. releasing some new material. We just got a new deal. Um, look for us in 2023. We'll be on the road. Uh, just find me everywhere on social media, guys. Excellent. Awesome. awesome. Tom, what about us? Go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where everything is there. All of our episodes, everything there, rankings, links to our new merch, which, yes, we're proud to announce. We now have our merch through Amazon. Click on the link. You'll check out all the wonderful stuff we got there now. You can uh, click on our links for our Patreon. Again, we want to thank Chris for being a new member of the family. You guys are awesome. Chris and everybody else, Patreon guys, we love you. Uh, And, of course, our email, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please email us, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, MySpace, TikTok, fucking America (laughs) Online. Fucking, we're all all there. Dial up AOL. Yeah, dial up AOL. We're there. Check us out, please. And and I always like to say that we're proud to be part of the wonderful Pantheon Podcast Network of shows. Tons of great music podcasts out there. Check us out. Check them out. Pantheonpodcast.com. You can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting up there. We'd like to hit that 1,000 mark. Please get us there. Just go on, subscribe, and watch a few videos. Also, please go and give us one of those five-star child reviews. Uh, Those help our show out tremendously. We appreciate it. And uh, I actually got one here that I can read for you guys. So this one's on Apple Podcast. This one says, the best Kiss podcast around. It was written by Joey Casada. 
Um, it, this one was written by Up the Eagles, the best Kiss podcast in the market today. TNZ look at the Kiss world through all the lenses with a sense of humor and criticism matched by no one. You can say that again. Uh, my wife tolerates Kiss. Sue to me, I don't know what that means, but when she gets in the car and listens to this, she laughs and shakes her head at the takes of this show. A five-star child review. Up the Eagles, thank you. Thank your wife. We hope she gets a chuckle out of this week's show. And uh, much appreciated. Keep those five-star child reviews coming. They help the show out tremendously. And please uh, remember to go to our awesome website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com. We'd appreciate the feedback. And you can always email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. One last thing I want to say, our friend over here, yes, I know he's a friend of ours, uh, Joey Casada will be performing with Quarantine. On the Jericho Cruise. I believe there's still some spots available. I'm telling you that Jericho Cruise looks like a ton of fun. There's a few other bands on there. I think Quiet Riot's going to be on there with you, right? Yeah, Quiet Riot I know will be there. I forget what some of the other bands are. But yeah, Quarantine, I'll be filling in for Kent. Uh, Can't wait with doing, of course, all the Quarantine uh, releases and a lot of 80s classic kiss. That's right. And every and you know Jericho is going to have a ton of wrestlers there. So catch Joey on the Jericho cruise. Can't fucking wait. It's going to be a great time. I wish we could join you, buddy. But Kiss Cruise took a lot out of us, buddy. We'll make it next <laughs> yep. time. So yep. what we like to do is we always end with famous last words. Joey, you have any for us? I got some lyrics. The boy could play before he learned to crawl. Worked in a band who had no name at all. Every morning at the break of dawn, you could see him dragging home his drums. I was vaccinated with a Victrola needle, baby, and I'm hooked on rock and roll. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. Get down. Love is like a hurricane. Street boy. No, I could never be tamed. Better believe it. Guilty. Till I'm proven innocent, whiplash, heavy metal accident. Yeah. I hate that song. Nice. All right. You can slip and you can slide, but there ain't nothing you can hide. You just can't say no. Well, here I come, baby. And here I go. Come on. A boomerang. A boomerang. Fucking horrible. <laughs> Joey Casada. Tom. Kiss Army. Kiss Tards. Fucking Loudcasters. Everybody. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Feliz Navidad fucking Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and happy and safe new year. Joey, thank you so much, buddy, for our annual Festivus tradition. We wouldn't want anybody else to join us. Guys, thank you so much for everything. Enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Joey, Zeus, you guys are the best.
Thanks for having me, boys. Great time as always. Love to shit on Kiss and love Kiss at the same time with you guys. I'll see you next time. Peace out, Girl Scout. Where? It's <laughs> Joey. I'm a one-man woman now. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about that sound? You're listening to a set of GE appliances, complete with all you need to keep food fresh, dishes clean, and everything else stress-free. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off select GE appliances right now. Offer valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. U.S. only. See store or online for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.